Hello, Pretty Pixel pals, and welcome to another episode of the Pretty Pixels podcast. I'm your host, Joey Crundwell, and listener, I'm going to need you to grab your custom Rad Racer seatbelt and strap the fuck in, because <laughs> do we have a show for you today? Joining us on this adventure is Tab the Tallboy Slayer London. How you doing, Tab? I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> Uh, we also have Ron the Wall Baby Walloper Klewinski. <laughs> How you doing, Ron? Uh, here. <laughs> Present. Enthusiastic, as always. Um, and for the first time, we have all four of our hosts, because Paul the Hag Frag Tagger Grosskopf <laughs> is also with us. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing swell, especially after that very cool nickname. <laughs> did, you well, have these, we... did you have these all written down? I wrote them down. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was, gonna I was say, like, I'm going to forget them. There's no way he's this clever. Uh, <laughs> hey, I am. I just don't have a very good memory. I thought of them. I didn't steal them. I'm I'm clever, right? I'm clever. Validate totally. me. <laughs> Thank you. Please uh, clap. Such, clever. such loud validation all the way from the back. Um, no, we are all four together. We've been playing a lot of Back for Blood, so that's why the, the Back for Blood nicknames... Um, but today we're not talking, well, we are talking a little bit about Back for Blood, but our, our main course is the famous, the wonderful, the wizard from 1989, starring Fred Savage, Jenny Lewis, Luke Edwards, Bo Bridges, and Christian Slater. Um, a famous, infamous video game movie, I guess we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, that's our, our main course. But before then, we have a lot of news to talk about, so I think we should probably just jump in. I feel like we probably didn't even get all of it, but it seems like there's a lot of of stuff. Some of it I'm going to skim through. Did anyone see that the Xbox Twitter account was deleted? No. Yeah. Yeah. A few days ago, it just disappeared. I saw what I think their social media manager tweeted and said something like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, or something like that. And people like, there was high interaction on it. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the Xbox account and it was gone. It was like, it said, this account does not exist. And then I checked it like an hour later and it said, sorry, there's nothing here. So it existed, but it had like zero followers, no tweets. Um, it went back up, I think like a day later with a few thousand followers. And I was like, oh man, did they just lose everything? Um, so I followed them. But then when I went back and checked it, not I think that same day, it's back up to it's like 17 million uh, uh, followers. So I don't know what happened, but did, they, did he accidentally delete it? <laughs> That that was the joke that he made was that he like accidentally deleted a brand. He said he kept saying a brand, but it was it was he's the yeah. Xbox social media guy. But it was a lot of funny memes followed, and I just thought it was it was just an interesting little little thing. Um, speaking of Xbox, though, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is available now and is free to play. Sort of a surprise drop out of nowhere. Um, Microsoft is calling it a multiplayer beta. But your progress will carry over to next month's official release. So it's essentially an early release date. So um, I know three of us have downloaded it. Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Four of us. Yeah. Right. Trust restored. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that yet. Paul. Oh. oh. No. Signing we'll off. How, um, <laughs> we'll see how Back for Blood goes later. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, we've all done. We haven't tried it yet, but I'm seeing lots of positive things. How do you guys? Are you guys excited to get into it? I mean, we're still yeah. Back from oh, yeah. I had a hard time getting it to go online, and then I realized that for whatever reason, my uh, time was out of sync 
it wasn't set to automatically sync and mm-hmm. it wouldn't let me connect online at all. Oh. So I'm going through all this troubleshooting stuff and I'm like, oh, my time's not synced. And as soon as I did that, it was fine. It had we the correct lie. time. It just didn't sync the, I didn't have it set to like do the, uh, like auto, you know, auto set your time based on your location or whatever. And as soon as hmm. I did that, it was fine. Seems like weird. a weird problem to have in 2021. Like, yeah. These devices don't just know their shit. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I downloaded it. It was hard to find. Like it was like, oh, it's up. So I'm like, oh. so I went to the Xbox store and it was like, do you want to buy it? And I'm like, well, I already pre-ordered it. And it's, I thought it was free. And so I had to like do a bunch of searching to find the multiplayer only version of it. Otherwise, they mm-hmm. want you to just buy it. Um, but yeah, I was able to find it. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, I'm going to check it out, you might have to search around a little bit. You don't have to buy it to play the free online version. It's, it is out there. So yeah. Yeah. Um, when I went to grab it, they had put it right in my homepage and they had like a big thing for it. Oh, so hopefully that should help with some of the confusion. Yeah. Well, Paul was late to the party, so maybe they changed things. Oh. I would say fashionably late. Um, you know, I I showed up once. Oh, by the way, I was gonna. Um, I had heard that some players were were frustrated with how they were allocating, um, like points and and rewards and things for for matches, and it looks like they already changed how they're they're doing that, which oh. is really cool. yeah yeah. So originally that with the battle pass familiar. stuff, you like they had objectives and that was the only way to earn XP. You didn't get XP for finishing a match or anything. You got XP for doing the objectives. So basically once you did an object objective, you could just bounce out of the match. So like oh. you could be doing a full, you know, eight wow. place eight player, you know, uh match, someone would get their objective and then just go out right away. Or you could do the entire match and not earn any XP whatsoever. Ugh, and it's a fifty dollar it's a fifty dollar battle pass. It's not wow. like something that's like, you know, 10, 20 bucks or something like that. It's expensive. Um, so, but they apparently made it easier. I didn't look into see like what they did, but they did. And they gave people bonuses and stuff like that. So you, I'm assuming you can't get those points playing them, playing it with the custom match. Cause I noticed they did have custom matches. So I'm assuming we'll probably start there. I don't know. I didn't look, hmm. did not look. I don't know if I'm going to get the battle pass though. I think I just want to like, cause I don't think I'm going to play Halo like that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be going, I'm not going to be playing outside of like a small friends group because Mm -hmm. fuck that. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, I I have to look at it like I very well might look at it and be like, oh man, this looks awesome. That has happened to me. But with like Fortnite, I might buy, I bought a few season passes because the skins are so varied. I'm like, I can't imagine the the customizable Halo, you know, Master Chief armor being so different than what you would expect that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll drop money on that. I don't know. Some of the stuff looks pretty sick when I was scrolling through it. Damn so it. yeah, yeah. Really that's good. that oh, is no. the hard part because some of the stuff looks pretty cool. Damn it. Uh, not that not that cool to me. <laughs> as little as I'm gonna play it. So well yeah. if it's not cool enough for me to buy a fifteen dollar skin and then never play the game, then I don't know if I <laughs> if I want it. How many Fortnite skins um, do you have now, Joey? How many foreskins do I have? Let's move yes. on. Um, Halo, <laughs> Halo. Also, there was a, t- a Caesar. A C- well, I can't even fucking talk now. I was talking about foreskins got me. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> Halo also dropped a series teaser for the upcoming uh, show that's was announced originally by Steven Spielberg in 2013, 
and will be released next year in 2022 exclusively to Paramount Plus. Um, did anyone get a chance to see it? It's a really short, like 17 second trailer or something like that. Paul, you saw it. What yeah. did you think? I I mean, it, it sounds cool, but the trailer didn't really show us that much. It was kind of like Master Chief putting his helmet on and we saw like some shots of his armor. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's a big expanded universe for Halo that a lot of people seem to like. So if they they draw on that, maybe it'll be really cool. But I'm not I'm not really familiar myself outside of the the main games. Same. The article that I saw on Polygon mentioned it's going to have like oh it's going to have this these Spartans in it, and I'm like I don't know who those people are, <laughs> but cool. Um, yeah, it was a, such a short teaser. It's hard to have much of an opinion but like you said it was just master chief putting his helmet on and we heard cortana say like hello master chief or something Mm -hmm. like that um and so i if i were a bigger halo fan which i think in an alternate universe i might have been if i stuck with the series i'd be super hyped but i'm a casual halo fan i would say so i'm like okay cool it's finally coming the armor looks cool like the real like in-person armor looks pretty cool so is steve downs Um, doing the voice of master chief that's the only way I'm no, going to watch it. Then I'm not going to so. watch it. I'm not going to watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearing my calendar. I had all the reminders set, but now. I mean, he literally has his Twitter account as like, he's got the Master Chief. His his Twitter account is Steve Downs 117, which is Master Chief's number. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't remember who's playing him. It's, it's not an actor that I recognize. But um, did anyone watch the trailer for Little Kitty Big City announced for I did. PC in 2022? Ah, oh, Tab, you got to watch it. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't watched it. Yeah, after taking, in all, those, after taking in all those cats. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Look at it. It's so <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's like you're this little black cat and you run away from home kind of. And the trailer itself is very cheeky and and cute and fun but um you're a little kitty in a big city and you just go around and (laughs) do you you get little ducklings to follow you and you steal fish and it's It's kind of like untitled goose game with with a cat instead right but you're not it doesn't look like you're quite as mischievous like you're just having fun like you probably can get into some mischief but it's just Mm -hmm. i mean that goose is that goose is just having fun too sure I yeah, people talked He's, about they're not the doing goose anything being a villain. I don't think so. No. Those people, it's people are the real it's the people. People are the real. Always. Yeah, they're the enemies. Absolutely, I love the uh, the uh, the ending of the trailer as well, where the narrator is typing the entire yeah. time. At the end, it just goes like blah, 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 like a bunch of random letters, and it's because the cat is sitting <laughs> on the keyboard. And yeah, <laughs> it was so good. And what are the lore implications of that? Was it the cat typing the whole time because there was no person there? You know. Mm. Gets in some real because people are people shit. are the enemy. People are the enemy. <laughs> um, we're being manipulated by the cat to play a game where we control the cat. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the big story, though, and I didn't I didn't have enough time to get a bunch of notes on this, but um, Activision Blizzard employees staged another walkout. This time, in response to a new report from the Wall Street Journal that revealed that CEO Bobby Kotick not only knew about the sexual assault allegations. Um, within the company, but he downplayed them to both the company and the board of directors. And then in a letter that was reported to be drafted by Kotick, 
Um, the company said that the report is a misleading view of the company and its CEO. And since then, there's been a ton of fallout. Um, both the presidents of Sony and Microsoft have come out and said they're not happy with that response in internal mm -hmm. memos. Um, and that they're, I think the most recent one with Phil Spencer from Microsoft, he said he, he said that Microsoft is seriously reevaluating its relationship with Activision Blizzard. Now, Activision Activision Blizzard, Blizzard is so big that I can't imagine that it's like Microsoft or Sony is going to be like, well, never mind. No more games on our platforms. But what do we think? Are we hopeful about this or are we extra angry? I don't think Bobby Kotick's going to be CEO for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. But I they, mean, go ahead. He's he's had a pretty terrible reputation for a long time now, and I think we're just seeing the true depths of how much of a shit he is. Uh, I mean, who who runs a company and has these amazing profits and brags about them, and then they'll they'll lay off like hundreds or thousands of people to just boost that profit, and then they'll hire people back and then fire them again. Like, that's horrible practices. And that's not even getting at the uh, toxic work environment. And his even some of his just personal conduct has been called into question as far as how he's treated employees. So get him the fuck out. And I would actually love for there to be, like, real consequences for the company. Do I actually think that Microsoft and Sony will follow through with anything? Mm. same yeah yeah i think i mean it's it's hard like on the one hand they could have come out and gave given us at least the blanket non-apology like we're trying we're gonna do better mm -hmm. that would have been bad enough we i think we still would have been like oh, yeah whatever like you're still yeah. not doing anything to enact real change but the fact that they literally came out and said Nah, no, fuck that. Yeah, That's not true. No problem here. Yeah. yeah I, it's at this point, it's like, it's so infuriating. And it's, it's partially so infuriating because they're so massive that yes. it feels like, what can you do? One of the things I have seen, um, a tweet by Kelsey Lewin, the, uh, one of the directors of the Video Game History Foundation, she posted uh, information about the board of directors. Like she posted their pictures their names she was like i was just gonna say kotaku yep. was the only like news source that i've seen so far that was like let's meet the board of directors yeah. Da -da -da -da. and i was like yeah well, did you see that one of the board members is like basically like in charge of like polygon and like another major oh shit I, well. I did not see that they're connected oh. to vox media or whatever so Ooh. Yeah, Interesting. there, there okay. might be some behind the scenes reasons why. Um, yeah, that's not getting covered in the same oh, yeah. way across all of our but platforms. I'm glad that stuff gets exposed because the people wonder, like, why can't we make change in games media? Well, it's tied to other parts of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And people love to, to remind us that it's a business like, oh, well, you know, we love to think that it's, video games is art and, and it's a hobby, but it's a business first. And it's like, yes, well. Okay, well, then you have to realize as a fan of that company and those games that they look at you as money. They look at you as a source of income. And so we need to be the ones to hold them accountable. And sure, we may feel powerless. We may feel like there's not much we can do. They're so big. Because it's true. Like most of the people who buy Call of Duty or Overwatch or whatever will not even know about this. This is not, this is a non issue to them. They're never going to even hear about it. But if we can make enough noise about it, 
for the people who are outraged, even if it's just liking a tweet, resharing, you know, retweeting something, you know. Well, and this isn't just like, oh, there's some toxicity. Like, Bobby Kotick has been accused of once having uh, an assistant killed. Like, like a threatening to do that. Like, have you seen that? I just, I just heard about that today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, (laughs) they said it, they, they, they said it could be taken in a way of like, oh, if you don't do this, you're dead sort of thing. But also it could not be taken that way and could be taken the very literal, like, I'm going to kill you if you do not do this. Um, You know, we, we sometimes, there'll be conversations that are like, oh, like, how do we, how do we fix toxicity in gaming? And it's easy to look at like gamers, the little guys, right? But like it's reinforced all the way up to the top. And one of the frustrating things I saw was that he has said like, oh, well, you know, while we're fixing this, I'm going to cut my salary. So he like cut his salary, his like income from the company. But he owns so many shares and gets so many bonuses based on mm-hmm. the company's performance that getting your salary cut in half, who the fuck cares? You're a millionaire. Yeah, you, you're a multi-millionaire. You, cut, you say you're going to cut your salary publicly, and guess what? Your stock goes up, and then guess what? All, all that money just comes right back to you. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I think Elon Musk literally says, oh, I take $0. I don't, I don't have any income technically. I have stocks. And it's like, that's still income. You're yeah, making that's, money that's income. off of... You just haven't, right. you just haven't re- re- uh, withdrawn that money yet. So right. technically, it's not real money yet. Yeah. And Bobby Kotick gets like $40 million bonuses if the company does well. It's ridiculous. Well, I was just looking at a Kotaku article uh, that their stock has dropped 28% over the past year, uh, which is a decent amount considering that in March they were over $100 and now they're down to $64. Yeah. I was happy to see that, that it was a long-term thing because sometimes when this stuff happens, it drops sharply. And people were like, look, isn't that good? And it's like, but usually it goes right back up. So it yeah, doesn't this, mean anything. This but. has had a couple sharp drops and then, but is continued a downward slope. Yeah. Uh, also in the same article, uh, Bobby Kotick was apparently in uh, Epstein's Little Black Book. Ooh, not surprising. Ooh. Get him. Yeah. Um, well, should we transition to something? <laughs> less, <laughs> less <different>? Speaking of kids. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not time for that yet. Let's let's quickly talk about what we've been playing. Um, Paul, what have you what have you been playing lately? Yeah, so I have been playing a couple of things, um, a couple of shared things as well. Uh, I am currently finishing up Far Cry Six, which has been great. I uh, mentioned this uh, earlier in one of our conversations, but I um, had started it, but then got really side sort of distracted by all the uh, side content. Uh, so now I'm just blazing through the, the story, having a great time, and that's been great. Then uh, I also am playing Mario Party Superstars, which has been yeah. phenomenal. We we played on Joey's birthday. It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, Ron. Ron's shaking his head. Ron is rejecting oh, and, <laughs> this premise and, that Mario Party yeah. could be fun. He doesn't, yeah, he's not a fan. Neither is Tab, actually, so... It's the right side of the Zoom call versus the left side of the Zoom call. <laughs> no, so um, I, I got a diagonal going here. So. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm on top of Paul and mine. Um, so, yeah, I confirmed that Domination is not in Mario Party Super So that I'm round, definitely so. not buying it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, side note, um, quick question. Why did you ask me about if I had the Nintendo online? 
Is that I had why? this idea. Do you want me to I'm, play? I'll just say, I just, I'm just going to say it right now. I had this idea. I was. I tried to run it by Tab. Tab didn't give me any feedback, but I was nervous. So <laughs> at the end of The Wizard, well, spoiler alert, which, by the way, if you haven't seen The Wizard, if you want to pause the podcast before we start talking about it and go watch it and then listen along, you can find it on Hulu. So I think it's being streamed through Stars. Um, so like, who, if you have Hulu Premium, you can stream it from there. Or you can rent it on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. Um, so you could you could pause the podcast when we start talking about it, go watch it, and then and then in you know get involved in the conversation. Send us. Some you could probably find fun. it on YouTube if you look hard enough as well. Yeah, but by but spoiler alert: at the end of the movie, there's this thing called Video Armageddon, where it's this big video game championship, and the the ultimate test of this championship is they're going to play this brand new game, Super Mario Brothers three. And so I was going to say, everyone grab your Switch. Let's do our own video Armageddon. <laughs> Three minutes on the timer. Go. We play Super Mario Brothers 3. But, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to put anyone on the spot. I think it would be fun. It would be good podcasting. But it's it's not a it's not as fun on the Switch. I tried I tried playing it and it's it really it, it's hard to control. I would rather hook up my SNES Classic and do that. If it's not as that. fun as playing it in front of hundreds of screaming yes kids and yes. on a jumbo jumbo screen i don't do anything unless it's in front of a hundred screaming kids <laughs> <laughs> we're we, this is we're gonna get in trouble this is a bad combination of four people mm-hmm. um anyway back to mario party domination <laughs> yeah, is not fun. domination it's is great. not in it it is it it's is not. fun um, and then i'm definitely not gonna play it then if domination's not <laughs> oh no I uh, I've really been enjoying it. Uh, I I do think I, I one observation I will make about Mario Party is much like Overcooked. I think your your my, mileage varies incredibly based on who you're playing with, and I think that we have been having a very fun time because um, we're not super competitive. But I can see you know a world in which if you were playing with a bunch of very competitive people, it could go very badly. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that that's been a, so that's been a lot of fun and like it's it you know i i haven't you know played those early games in such a long time that's cool in this edition to go back to some of those sort of older boards that have been remade or like some of those older mini games uh that that's been great but um no i i've been having fun with that and then we have a shared game i don't know if we want to talk about that now or if once we go through everybody's games we all want to chat about that we yeah we can talk about that at the end um i want to add about mario party though that there's this little tiny quality of life thing that I love um, where if you come to a split path, the game tells you how many spaces to the star you're, you are. So actually oh. it shows it all the time. So as soon as you, it's your turn, it'll say you're 39 spaces from the star. And then you come to a split in the road and it'll say 39 this way, 42 this way or whatever. Um, and so you always know you're not constantly like pulling out the map to be like, wait, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? So... I, I like that a lot. I, think it's and I just want to cool. say, I don't hate Mario Party. I just hate how long the games can go. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, let's do 50 turns. It. It'll be fine. I, I Three hours it. later, uh, still 10 turns left. I'm I, always the one that's like, let's do 50 turns. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I will say to your point, Ron, um, it estimates 45 minutes, and I think we played two games, and those took us like three hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, Joey's like, yeah, we're going to get on at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, perfect. And then it's like we, 9. Uh, t- four turns left. Like, Okay, 
First of all, I said 8 to 8.30. Second of all, we had connection issues. Amy and Russell kept getting dropped. Oh, so that's we had true. To keep... Yeah, we're still yes. late. It was like four times. So that is that's a good point, Joey. I forgot. And I was communicating all along. I said how long we were going to be. So those last four turns took a very long time. <laughs> um, speaking of taking a very long time, it doesn't make any sense. But Ron, what have you been playing? Um, <laughs> that was a bad segue. Um, I, uh, yeah, I have been struggling through GTA uh, Definitive Edition, whatever it's called. I like it. It's definitely broken. It has a lot of problems. <laughs> um, yeah, like the the everything that people I have been saying, like the rain, like because one of the first things that happens is like in GT three, you know, the truck gets blown up and you escape, and it's raining and it's just it's just like white. It's like snow. Like you can't even see where you're going. I'm like, huh. this looks bad. Uh and then, like, you know, just looking out into the water, like, and seeing, like, the water kind of, like, clipping through the rain, like, that doesn't look good. And then just some geographical stuff. I showed, I sent Joey a couple screenshots of me falling through the, the world because they just forgot to put it in there. And it's not even, <laughs> it's not even like it's an uncommon area to, like, drive over. It's just, like, missing terrain. And I ended up going huh. to the second and third islands before even... Because I have a very specific way of playing those games now going back is I try to get as much done possible. Uh, like some of the side stuff. So like I'll do all the vigilante, firefighter, ambulance, hidden packages. I'll try to do all that stuff and then go through the story. And uh, I was able to get to the second, third islands accidentally because I clipped through the train and was able to go through. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard to say <laughs> that. Is it? Is it weird that I'm really surprised that it's that bad? No, I am. Uh, as as coming off of like Rockstar games, who pay attention to detail and yeah. every like in GTA Five, the flip flops flip and flop. Like there's that little <laughs> that little bit of detail, and this like it, this should not. Have, I'm I'm assuming they wanted to get it out for the like anniversary, oh. knowing full well that it wasn't ready. And since they had already delayed the PlayStation 5 and Xbox X, right. whatever it's called, so the, the the current gen version, since they've delayed that, they didn't want to delay this too. So they just put it out undercooked. And right. yeah, it's, it's, it's just, disappointing. I but, love the idea that there was a development meeting where someone was like, okay, and here's what we did this week. Um, we got the flip-flops to flip and someone was like uh they're called flip-flops for a reason get your ass back in there you need to flip and flop i mean that's but, a rock that's a very rock star thing to do i would assume yeah, that's they, true you know christmas break because the flip-flops don't flip and flop <laughs> no christmas um, bonuses unless <laughs> um but yeah, no, no, like, yeah, like Rockstar games have always been so huge. And so there's always bugs at the at the start, but they're comparatively for how big those games are and how detailed fairly few and far between. I would this say this is this is Bethesda broken in some parts. Yeah. Like that's, that's how, an insult. Yeah, that's how that's how bad part. Of it. That, yeah. to, and to say, though, like I'm still enjoying it. It still plays. It plays. It plays and looks the way that my brain remembers it. So like it like you know you 
the rose tinted glasses, like, you know, going in like, this doesn't look as good. This looks as like how my brain remembered it looking. Mm. But mm. I know it definitely looks better. Like there's, you know, just some uh, RTX, you know, light ray stuff going on and all that stuff. Some nice shadows and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's disappointing, but I'm still going to keep playing it. The only thing that sucks is it has crashed a couple times. And I'm trying to do the paramedic missions, which require you to do, um, do if you want to get the bonuses, you have to do like 12 levels in a row, which is basically picking up people and dropping them off. And every time it like gets more and more people and your timer gets lower and lower, uh, it's crashed a couple times while I'm doing that. Oh. And that sucks. Cause it's like, that, that's like, it's at least an hour and a half, I hour to an hour and a half to like do the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Straight. <laughs> And I got about 30 to 40 minutes into it and it crashed. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this for a while. I'm going to wait until um, this gets patched a little bit to make it a little more stable. And it's it's not even like I'm doing anything weird. It's just like straight up just like crashing out of nowhere. Uh, I've had yeah. a couple crashes randomly too. It's funny because I remember when we played back in the day, we would try to find those bugs and glitches. Like we would try to find the parts in the map. Like I remember you found one. I think it was in Vice City where it was like by a car park. And it was like, if you drive your car right at the edge of this corner at this angle, you fall through and we'd be like, oh, yay. And now it sounds like you're just driving along like, <laughs> yeah, time to just, go to the. Uh. If you drive your car at all, you'll encounter <laughs> I went. I went to actually go look for one that I found in GTA 3, which is like you, you go in the second island. If you go along the water, uh, like the shoreline and you turn at this one specific area, you just like clip through and you can go underneath uh, the world and then you can end up getting into the third island that way. I tried to do that. They fixed that one. Oh. <laughs> so that one got fixed. Um, Can't have a one, broken game. One thing I... Well, one thing I was going to post uh, in, in the news articles, but I, I, I felt that it wasn't enough. So I'll just bring it up while we're talking about it. So the um, Rockstar launcher was like broken and down uh, during the launch of this game. And when it came back up, the game was no longer on sale for a short period of time because Hmm. there were some issues with it. And those issues ended up being, um, they had game, uh, had songs in it that were cut due to licensing issues that were still in the game. The codes were just commented out so they wouldn't trigger. They also, someone also discovered uh, a bunch of uncompiled code in there, including uh, notes from the original developers like from the original source code. Uh, actually, uh, M, the guy that I follow that does like all the GTA, like in-depth stuff, he has a copy of it and he's going to be going through and doing a video series on some of like the cut code and all that stuff. So basically like missions that were cut from the game, like the original game, like they yeah. have more notes on it than what was released in like the actual retail copies of the game. So it's going to be interesting to see some of that stuff that, that comes out. So is so. hot coffee still in there then? Uh, in San I, Andreas? You know, I don't... I think they actually said it is. Wow. No, I think they... No. Uh, they it is not. It is not. The they, they, they fixed that. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not buying it then. You got your domination. I got my sex mini game. They should do like a special hot coffee edition of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I, <laughs> I I was looking into like some of the mods and stuff like that for the uh, original like PC releases, and I came across um, a, a site that had a pirated version of the definitive edition, and they are calling the un the one with the code uh, and all the uncut songs the Streisand edition hmm. because of the Streisand effect. Uh, yeah, they they someone compiled that and saved it and it is now up for grabs if you want to find that stuff what's the stress that's effect? illegal uh this i, I gotta pull it up because otherwise i'm gonna uh, uh keep talking just <laughs> or don't <laughs> um well tab what have you been playing well speaking of broken no i'm just kidding oh. um i've been playing uh Back for Blood, which we'll we'll talk about, but um, I also started the uh, first DLC for Far Cry Six. Uh, it's called Insanity, and all of the DLC is is focused on villains from past Far Cry games. And this one is focusing on Voss, the much beloved protagonist or antagonist um, from uh, Far Cry Three. And it's set up as a rogue light. So you have a much smaller map and you just kind of like wake up and you're like sort of in Voss's mind. Um, I don't want to get into it too much for people that haven't played Far Cry 3. But um, you start with a pistol and you have to go out and like grind for more gear, p- kill bad guys. And you're trying to collect three pieces of this uh, knife in order to get to like the final kind of level um, or the final conflict. And I mean, it's a, it's a roguelite. So if you die, you lose your, your weapons and your money. But as you play, and this is the part that I'm very grateful for, you can unlock permanent upgrades. Mm. Um, and I actually played for like a good three hours before dying. So it's, it's not like a super hardcore roguelite. It's pretty forgiving. Um, and you can also play it with friends. So, you know who I'm going to be hitting up later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) So Voss is a bad guy, right? Yes. So are you killing bad guys then? Or are you killing good guys? (laughs) Technically speaking, you are most of the baddies are your own people. But again, like if you know Far Cry 3, you know the whole like insanity thing and how that's connected to Voss's character. And so like with the DLC, you're like living you're like living in his mind, and so things are kind of twisted, and there's also um this character called Citra, who's like your sister, and she's messing with you, and then like um in in Far Cry Three, the character that you play, it's it's Brody, right? Jason is that sound Brody. right, Paul? Yeah, Brody is like the bad guy in this one. So like, there are oh. certain levels that you'll go into, and like, he's like a gold enemy, so he has like extra health, and you have to like kill him. Um, so they kind of flipped the script. Uh, I was a little hesitant though because I thought like it's it's interesting to focus on villains because they're villains for a reason. Right. And I, I don't necessarily like it when media tries to like humanize villains. Like it's one thing to be like, Oh, they had like a horrible childhood or whatever, but that's not an excuse. Right. Like those are reasons. Um, so I know some people were concerned about that. I can't really speak to like narratively how they handle Voss's character too much, but they're definitely giving you more like lore and background for like why, 
he is who he is. That's sort interesting. Like tone. justifying his 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 actions and personality. Yeah. 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 And there's definitely a difference, right? Like you could be like, here's what his life was like, but also like still a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so interesting because Far Cry has always been criticized for their lack of finesse with tone and how they'll try to deal with like serious subject matter, but then be yeah. very silly. And I think, like you're saying, putting you in the shoes of a villain in a silly game is like, mm-hmm. I don't think too much about that. Like, you know, I think of like the, um, the, what are the, it's the remake is coming out in February, Saints Row games. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Most of the protagonists in that game aren't great people, you know what I mean? And you're just, yeah. but it's, you know, who cares? It's not very serious. But if you're in the shoes of a, of a villain in a serious, you know, with a dark tone, then it's like you're they're asking you to sympathize with the the character. It'd be like yeah. making Joker the video game. Sorta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would say if you are a fan of Far Cry 3, which probably means you love Voss, you probably should play the DLC. It's kind of like a a love letter to his character. Um so if you always wanted like Far Cry you know 2.0 this is probably as close as it's gonna get hmm. cool so the streisand, streisand? streisand effect is the uh uh attempting to hide remove or censor information that has unintended con- consequence uh it has the unintended consequence of increasing awareness of that information so basically trying to suppress it only drawing attention to it instead oh, so did is Barbara, Barbara Streisand? Streisand. That's what I was gonna ask. Yes. So she tried. She notorious for it. There was a. There was a. Um, how does it here? The uh, California Coastal Re- Records Project uh, had a picture of her house in Malibu, California, and they were documenting. They were basically taking the pictures to document the coastal erosion, and she sued to have it removed as an invasion of privacy. To which then after people found out about that, uh, like originally the, the picture had only been downloaded like six times and two of the times were from her lawyer. After that became public knowledge, it got downloaded uh, 420,000 times. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear about that and I'm like, wait, what the what? Let me see that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's what the, so interesting. Yeah. The Streisand effect. Huh? Pretty cool. Um, is that, is that, so that's all you've been playing tab far cry and back for blood. Yeah. And Ron okay. GTA. I don't want to skip over. Anything. That's yeah, that's it. They will. What have you been playing Joey? I've been playing a lot. So I, last week, I don't think I had finished Metroid dread last week. Um, by the time we recorded, but I did finish it since then. And it is amazing. It's only my second Metroid game. I mentioned that I played super Metroid recently to prepare for Metroid dread I've always heard so many great things about the series and I can understand why now Metroid Dread is so beautiful and so like old school. Like it's definitely like an old school, like it feels like Super Metroid, like a a very natural progression of that series. But there's just little tweaks. Um, You can save more often, obviously, which makes it easier. You don't have to worry as much about dying, but it is still hard, but it's not hard in the sense that it doesn't tell you what you have to do. It's so good at communicating where you need to go. And I, it was it was part of my criticism with Super Metroid was that there were times where I felt like I didn't have enough information, like I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. 
but with Metroid Dread, I feel like they've really refined that because I always knew what I was supposed to do. Um, the last boss ha- was a little tough because they didn't. There wasn't a lot of like practice with that kind of boss. I wouldn't say, but um, but outside of that, the level design and how they communicate, like where you're supposed to go next, and um, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week, but it, the the design is so good that I I learned pretty quickly to trust it. Because with a game like that where you go into these new areas and there's all these rooms that are locked and that neurotic part of my brain is like, but I need to go everywhere. I want to unlock everything. If I get a new power up that I know I can use, I want to go back everywhere and see where I can use it. The game is like, no, trust us. Keep going to this area that it sort of very subtly urges you to go toward. And it feels wrong because, again, I'm leaving behind all these rooms and maybe I'm going to miss something. But once I overcame that and was like, I just got to trust the level design, I had such a great time. And it, when I finished it, it said I had only played for 13 hours. I swear that can't be fucking... I swear, I was playing it for like two weeks. It must be that I I died a million times because it was it is hard. <laughs> but um, but no, I loved it. I, I can see why everyone was praising it so much. It's, it's pretty great. Um, and then Jurassic World Evolution 2 came out and I finally started that after Metroid Dread. And I've played a ton of it, and I love it. Um, I love the first game. I got the Platinum Trophy on it, uh, or for it, on it. Um, And this game, when I first started, there was a little bit of like, I'm kind of overwhelmed because it is mostly the same thing, but then it's asking you to micromanage more things. Like now you have to be more careful about your scientists. Like you have to give them rest days or they'll like sabotage your park because they're overworked and... You have to worry more. There's like in the previous game, in the first game, your dinosaurs would get sick. And so to prevent an outbreak, you have to hurry up and send rangers out to heal them just to keep the, you know, operate from spreading. In this one, there's uncurable diseases like the common cold that you can't cure. So you can't stop the outbreak unless you quarantine them. So then you have to set up a quarantine pen. And so there's all these extra layers, all this extra micromanagement. And just like with the first game before I started playing I thought that seems like so much I'm gonna hate that it's like so much to worry about my anxiety is gonna be like what are you fucking doing you idiot like you have enough to worry about in your real life why are you doing this but it's so satisfying once you get into the groove and you start feeling like the rhythm and like it doesn't matter if this like like last night a storm hit my island and like fences were going down and dinosaurs were getting free and a person died and two dinosaurs got sick at the same fucking time while the storm was going on. A dinosaur died of old age. All The power went out for half my fucking park. And I'm like so stressed out, but it's like I'm handling it. You know what I mean? Like I immediately know what to do. I'm like, do that, do this, do that, do this. And there's something so satisfying about that. Tab, you're shaking your head. Did you have that experience with the first game? It it sounds like it's it has more of the depth that I've grown to love from Planet Zoo. Yeah. I mean, it's the same developers, right? So they hopefully. Yeah. And initially when I started playing Planet Zoo, I was like, yeah, this take me back to my zoo tycoon days. And then I was like, holy shit, there's so much. And I like put it aside for like months. And then I came back to it and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch some tutorials. I'm going to get into this. And now I love it. I will say that the game doesn't do a great job of teaching you. (laughs) So the campaign for this game is incredibly short. It's something that I had heard. But it is. It's five missions. Each one of them is like between like 45 minutes and maybe two hours. So it's like super short. And it's not really a campaign. It's more like a tutorial. Each one of those levels is teaching you how to do something, how to 
um, catch dinosaurs, how to take pictures of them, how to set up a pen and secure it. Like it's teaching, it's teaching you the very basics and there is some story and that story picks up from some of the DLC from the first game, which picks up from the end of the last movie fallen kingdom. So it's like, okay, so the campaign is like a really short, very limited narrative experience that, you know, makes sense in the world, in the universe, but it really is just tutorializing you for the, what I consider the core of the game, which is the chaos theory mode, which is where you have scenarios based on the movies. Um, and basically it's just like the first game In the first game you get islands. There's like these five different islands that you have to um, make a park on. And then they give you these different objectives and they build on each other and all that. That's what chaos mode does. So I just finished um, the Jurassic Park one last night and it's basically, then there's the voice actors, there's John Hammond is there and, and everything. And um, you're setting up Jurassic Park and it's like an alternate universe. Like you get to do it right this time. Um, and it was, it was long, it was, you know, satisfying. And it was, again, it just reminded me of the first game. So don't be fooled. The campaign mode isn't really the core of the game. Don't go into it expecting a 15 or 40 hour adventure. Um, but, but my point was that like all throughout there would be things that they would miss that they wouldn't tell you. And then you'd be like fumbling. And like, at one point I had to look something up. I was like, wait, so what am I supposed to do for that? So I looked it up and the guide that I found said, yeah, the game doesn't tell you this. So I did it. I did what the guide said and it worked. And then the game was like, here is how you do this. And I'm like, I, you, I, I needed that before I failed. Like you're supposed to tell me that before you expect me to do it. So just like the first game, it doesn't do the best job of like onboarding and like teaching you how to play. But um, if you play the first one, especially, I think it'll be easy to pick up. It's it's very similar yeah. in, in most aspects. So when, they struggle with their tutorials. <laughs> when you when you have sick dinos and you have to quarantine them, uh, what do you do when they don't want to wear their masks? Do you have that issue? And <laughs> I uh, record them throwing a fit in okay. the visitor center. <laughs> They're like throwing bones around. Karanosaurus. Like, freedoms. Yeah. <laughs> Karanosaurus Rex. Um, I, you know what? I'm so lazy that I don't even quarantine them because I'm like, I just it's let them die laziness. out. It's <laughs> no, it's stupid. It's more work. You on don't my believe part. in science. Natural, <laughs> just natural selection, right? I mean, okay. I have enough room on this island to quarantine them. I have a bunch of extra room that I could use, but like I had set up a pen for like these certain herbivores and then they got sick and I was like, oh shit, I should, I should quarantine them. But the right plant plants weren't in there. So I'm like, oh man, I have to tranquilize them, transport them, change all the plants for like two minutes and then transport them back. I'm like, or I can just keep sending the, the medical vehicles in and healing them to make sure they don't <laughs> die until they get better. That's what I did. It's so wow. stupid. It's, yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I've been loving that. But uh, let's talk about Back for Blood. So we've all been playing that. We're gonna play it after this. I hope. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, What's the plan? So what are we thinking at this point? If we we played a lot of it, I think we love it. I am loving it. But as I I left you a message earlier today, and I was complaining that it feels like there's not enough of a reward. Because they're so freaking stingy with the supply points. And then, like you said, there will be a card that's like 200 points. And it's not even a card that I want or that I'm going to use ever. (laughs) 
Yeah, it almost um, feels what I said to you is that it feels loot boxy, but like a transparent loot box because like yeah, like here's box, what's in all the boxes, but you have to go through all right. of them. Yeah, at least with the loot box, I have the hope that I might pick that card at random. With this one, <laughs> they're like, no hope. <laughs> you're gonna you're not gonna pull that card for seven tries, and you're gonna we're gonna show you exactly the garbage that you're not gonna use. Um, and it's just, I think that's my biggest complaint with the game is that. Yeah. The difficulty is very, it's it's a hard game. And so like, especially if we try a level, like the house level, I can't remember what it's called, but with the mansion, it's a very cool, spooky looking mansion. Um, if we have to play that three or four times, if you lose, you don't get any supply points for it. So it's it's so hard like to grind. like the Halo problem. Yeah, <laughs> but at least Microsoft's like, all right, we'll fix it. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I feel like the devs for, for Back for Blood are like, Turtle Rock Studios are like, They've, okay, to be fair to them, they have said, Paul, you were mentioning this, right? Like yeah. The the review process for the patch is Yeah, it takes a really long time, I guess, because the cross-play stuff just makes it so complicated. But they're they're addressing a lot of things. Like, for example, one thing that I think is a, is a major problem is, like, the lack of, like, a single-player progression system, which is tough, because, like, if yeah. you're going to make supply points so, so hard to get make it so that you either have to play with strangers which gross never <laughs> other people i don't know no way um but like you either have to do that or you have to wait until all of your friends you want to play with are available which then you know it's only like a couple of hours or a couple of times in the week which is really hard so they are they are changing that, but then, yeah, there there are other things that just seem so obtuse, like not making um, the supply lines more transparent or not, like, providing clear indications of, like, which cards stack, which cards don't yes. um, yeah. with one another. And the, the cosmetic rewards, as someone, as a game fashionista, it's fucking ridiculous um how hard they are to get and also like they're not like they're they're essentially three distinct outfits for each character in the game and then well four if you bought the, mm-hmm. if you pre-ordered it god damn it right. it was so only sad. 10 extra dollars from the one you bought joey it was only 10 extra dollars. Um, i'm waiting for i'm gonna be visited by three ghosts and they're gonna show me why it was such a bad idea that um i didn't pre-order it and then i want to wake up and it be like october 11th um and, and I, I get well don't worry i'm sure list. they're gonna be willing to sell you these later at a later date with uh some of the extra stuff i'm sure that they're gonna do cosmetic microtransaction stuff right they have to yeah and i will be right there with my credit card ready to (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah, like they they say sorry they have the starter outfit that you know everyone you you get for your character and then paul pointed this out to me i was so mad the second outfit that you get is just a palette swap of your first outfit like it's literally like your clothes are just a different color i didn't notice it's like you have to play 250 levels as that character to get that outfit, to get a fucking palette swap. Disgusting. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what? And then like I, in the supply lines, I, I was going through the middle supply line, which is another thing they don't explain very well of like, you know, they'll, they'll give you a little description for the supply line, which is the, which we should say is um, the lines that you go through and you spend the in-game currency on to get cards and cosmetics. And each line is sort of themed and it'll give you a little description and basically say something like, if you're looking to be a hard hitter, this is the line for you. Or if you're looking to to 
bulk up on health and this is a line for you or something like that. And so it gives you a general sense, but they don't give you a sense that like you should probably do that for this character. And so the middle line, if you're a doc player like me, that's who that's the line you want to go for. But at first I'm kind of jumping around like, ooh, this one looks good. This one looks good. Wasting points when I should have been spending them on the middle line. And then in the middle line, it's like you'll get unlocks for other characters. So if you want some of the doc specific cosmetics, you should go for the middle line. But along the way, you're going to get a Hoffman unlock and a mom unlock. And a, and it's like, why? If I'm Doc, why not give me just a supply line for Doc? Like that, that doesn't make sense that you're going to force me to unlock things like Tav was saying that I'm not going to use. And then I got to the supply line last night that's all cosmetics and it's a new outfit. So you get those three base outfits, but this one's like a post-apocalyptic, like Mad Max style armor kind of thing. And it looks cool as hell. Each one of them is 250 points, which if you have played the game, you know, is like, oh, that's a lot of fucking grinding <laughs> because the game's so hard. And they would tell you, oh, we'll just bump up the difficulty. We tried. OK, it's, really it's fucking hard. hard. Now, now, remember, Reddit will tell you just get, get good. good. Yeah. Yeah, just get good. I hadn't yeah. thought to do that. I will try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's. You know, I tried to look up a guide and that's all it said. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, shit. How obvious. Stop um, dying. Kill more. Yeah. <laughs> but like make better friends. <laughs> find more skillful friends. <laughs> who you can trust, who will download Halo um in a timely manner. But on that supply line, I was like excited at first because I'm like, oh shit, these new outfits, that's amazing. And then I was like doing the math and I'm like, wait, I'm like number six in line as Doc. So in order to get to Doc, I have to spend 250 times five. So over a thousand fucking skill points to get my character's outfit. It's 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 just uh. well, and even that's before we get into like the the minute to minute stuff going on in the game right now. Like the number of mutations that spawn on recruit, you know, in mm-hmm. any given level. Now they come. We made a joke that the ridden use the buddy system because they come in like <laughs> pairs or like packs of four and. It's it's absolutely bananas. Um, they got so... they got three of their good friends to come in and join the game, and <laughs> they actually used. Do you remember in like um, when you'd go on a field trip in kindergarten and you had like that rope that you all hung on to at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> I see a bunch of a bunch of tall boys holding a rope. <laughs> um, yeah, yesterday we were playing and we were I don't remember the the name of the level, but it's you go over this little covered bridge. And you do something that triggers a bunch of big boys, um, wretch, wretches is what they're called. We call them, we call those and the tall boys big boys when we panic. We're like, eh, yeah. big, big boy. But like um, wretches are the, the big um, bloaters essentially. And they like puke all over the place. You do something that automatically triggers two of them to come toward you on the bridge. And they blow up and destroy part of the bridge. But then like two more came and two more came. And we're like fighting past them. They're exploding. We're trying to just hurry up because the, the the safe room is pretty close. We get up the hill and we turn the corner. And after we've already killed literally six of them, there's four of them just around the corner. Like I ran around the corner because I was like, I'm almost dead. Oh, shit. Run around the corner. Four of them standing right in my face. And I'm like, they're well. fucking <laughs> waiting for us with open arms. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had party poppers, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, party poppers in their stomachs because then they puked all over us. But uh, 
But okay, so despite all the negative stuff, we started by saying we are loving our time with it, which is true. It's fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it is a lot of fun to play. Like you enjoy an abusive relationship, yeah. 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 (laughs) I keep keep coming back. (laughs) Um, Any final thoughts on Black for Back for Blood? I almost said Black for Blood again. Um, Back for Blood. Before we move on to the Wizard, I'm excited to play it again tonight. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, well, let's get to it. Let's get through this. Let's get back to the kids. So, (laughs) back to the kids. 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 Given, given to the kids. So, the wizard uh, (laughs) is a family comedy drama dramedy uh, that was released. It's a it's a family feel good movie, family adventure movie. Yeah, 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 mostly feel good, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It was released in December of 1989, and that year will be. Somewhat important because when we mention video games that are featured in the movie, I'm going to talk about their years. But um, it had a budget of six million dollars and it made 14.2 million worldwide, so actually pretty decent for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the the synopsis from the back of the Blu-ray. Haunted by a family tragedy and desperate to get to California for some unknown reason, young Jimmy Woods flees with his conniving brother Corey. Along the way, they encounter Haley, a street-smart teen on her way to Reno. Together, they make their way to California, pursued by a sinister bounty hunter, as well as the boy's father and brother. Meanwhile, their ticket to California just might be found in Jimmy's hidden talent, video games. So this was uh, one of Fred Savage's first films. Um, He had been, you might know Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, uh, which he started in 1988, so the year before this came out. He was in The Princess Bride in 1987, um, so he was already a well-known actor, but he's uh, they treat him as the star, even though the central character is his brother, Jim, Jimmy Woods, uh, played by Luke Edwards, and then Jenny Lewis plays Haley, um, the girl that they pick up along the way. It also has Bo Bridges as his father, Sam, Christian Slater as his brother, Nick, uh, and then some other characters that maybe we'll, we'll get into later in the movie, some surprises. <laughs> Um, but that's the premise. So I, all my notes are in like chronological order. I was just taking them as I watched. Um, we can jump around, feel free to just jump if you want, but, um, let's just start overall. Generally, what are your thoughts? How did you, how do you like the movie? So this was my second time watching it. Um, and holy shit, is it a long movie? Like there is so much <laughs> fucking build up. And then, like, the video game Armageddon is the last, like, what, 20, 25 minutes? Not even. Not even. (laughs) There's so much driving and walking and driving and walking. And then there will be, like, little scenes where they'll they'll move away from um, Nick and Jimmy to show, like, oh, the the dad and um, uh, Nick, right? Yeah, Yeah. Nick, the brother, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that they're like doing a thing and they'll show you for like 15 seconds and then we're back to the kids again. And it's like, in some ways, it's all over the place with the buildup. Um, but it has its moments, I think. But as Ron pointed out before we started recording, um, they shot. So it's a 90 minute. Is that, no, 100. It's a 100 minute movie. 100 minutes. Yeah. Wait. 100 minutes. Check that. 100 minutes. And. They shot 150 minutes, was it? I'm trying to get down to my trivia. It said, said like two and a half yeah. hours worth of footage. Yep, the original, the original cut was 150 minutes. Um, Universal, the studio, which 
surprise, surprise, there's some product placement in there. Um, <laughs> but Universal demanded that the director shoot the entire thing. Um, so they did, and they cut it down to 100 minutes. But the bonus footage and in, in the form of deleted scenes were released on the Blu-ray, which is what I watched. Um, if you're interested in it, uh, the Shout Factory, which is a um, kind of a boutique publisher of blu-rays and dvds and things like that they publish a lot of like cult classics which is what the wizard is considered um they published a collector's edition on blu-ray last year uh on their site shoutfactory.com it's uh 19 so it's not not bad actually two discs and it it has the deleted scenes and i watched all of them last night and it's good that they were cut because you were t- talking tab about like <laughs> oh there's all this filler and yeah. in this it's like there's so much more um, like we see the <laughs> brothers it. sneaking out a lot of the stuff that they reference, like Nick sneaking out of the yeah. house and taking the truck. They show all of that. Oh. Um, they show, I mean, some of it is, would be valuable. Like in the, in the version that we watched, it looks like Jimmy's first experience ever playing a video game is when he, they go to the bus stop and he plays double dragon and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, he's never played a video game before because and see now I can't remember if it's in the deleted scenes or not, but um, his brother uh, Fred Savage's character Corey says something like he's never played Double Dragon, which is true. But in the deleted scenes, we see that he does play games. So he picks up, I think, Super Mario Brothers two at home, well, they, and that's where Corey sees like, oh, he can actually play video games. They did. They did make a reference to that because the, the, yeah. that he played video games because when um, Christian Slater's character uh, Nick, when he's playing the games in the hotel room and. Bo Bridge is asking, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I found I found their games in the back of the truck and decided to play them or whatever. Like, so they, yeah. they've referenced that he did play games and he had the, the slick little case. I never had one yeah. of those yeah. cases. Those <laughs> things are pretty sweet. But also, why was it in the back of the truck? Yeah, you're right. He just, yeah, you he know, just goes out and just, grabs it. Like, just, it's just, just something. Just hanging just... out there. But I did. That's where I, I keep my consoles. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't. I had to wonder You never about know that, when though, you're going to because... be in a motel. um i did have to wonder about that though because that so the movie came out in 1989 the nes had come out in the united states in 1984 was it or 86 85 85 86 85 86 yeah i thought it was 84 85 but like probably let's just say 1985 so it's still relatively new it had been a hit already not quite the monumental hit that it would have been by like 1990 91 um but one of the things in terms of design Nintendo was going for was what they called their lunchbox design with the console because they wanted kids to pick it up and bring it to a friend's house. Like the idea that you could like, oh, I'm just this is not some piece of electronic that I'm putting in my living room and that's just where it's sitting. They wanted kids to bring it and share it with a friend. And that's exactly what they do in the movie. Just casually just grabs it to the point where when they unplug it, I don't know if you guys noticed this, they leave the adapter in the, the in video the, adapter in the in the junkyard tv yeah i noticed that yeah uh Feb, they, Feb, february 86 is when it was released oh shit wow damn that's late yeah um but so then it, by this time this movie came out it only been out for three years in the united states that's, that's yeah. kind of amazing um and super mario brothers 2 which was featured in there came out in 1988 so yeah, it said something That's about that there was a, a it, it said that there was like a ROM shortage or something like that in the Wikipedia article, and then there was Sounds like familiar. a delay mm. in something. Mm. Uh, I just want to talk about how uh, 
there's a lot of like I'm doing this thing in a movie, like I'm playing video games in a movie. <laughs> yeah, doing Bo the whole, Bridges. Yeah, Bo <laughs> so Bridges good. doing the full. The, I mean, Christian Slater was doing it too. Yeah, that's. True. But then there was um, Spanky, the truck driver, totally just driving in the movie with his hands on the steering wheel, moving his hands, but the steering wheel's not moving. <laughs> like just going straight and just. I mean, it is it is a semi truck, so it probably doesn't have power steering at that time. Uh, one of the one of the little trivia things. Speaking of Spanky, I knew you. I knew you. I I, I just came across it. Uh, yep. The truck that he was driving is the same truck from Sylvester Stallone's 1987 film Over the Top. It is the same Whoa. exact truck because it, it even says Hawk Hauling on it, which was uh, the name of Stallone's character in Over the Top. So they. I saw. I thought of you. I wrote it. Yeah, I was like, Ron's gonna love that one. Yeah. That's that's great. They should have yeah. they should have referenced it by him putting his hat backwards when he was gonna go beat up Putnam. Yeah. <laughs> or we or when he's at the craps table and he's oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna put it on the line or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Paul, this is your first time seeing it. So what what are your thoughts overall? Just did you did you love it? Did you hate it? I love the wizard. <laughs> no, One of the I, most famous lines. It's oh my god, un, un, unbelievable. Um, I uh, yeah, I I had a really fun time with it. Um, as my first time, sort of going through it. The um, I, because I was warned about the product placements ahead of ahead of time. I thought they were they were endearing, like the weird hostess wonder bread. Um, yeah. One, though it's weird. What's interesting to me is like, that one was funny because like, it was clearly like a product placement thing, but also the truck looked really shitty. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like a 1950s truck in like the late eighties. Like what, what are yeah. they doing? Like yeah. no one, and, and no one does that. No one drives that car around delivering fucking Twinkies. Right, and then Jimmy eats too many Twinkies, and then Corey's like, "Oh my God, why do you eat too many Twinkies or whatever?" Why? Yeah. Okay, so they're... they tricked him in there too. He's like, "You like chocolate?" They were a white van. They were in that truck with that driver for who knows how long, and he never noticed them. Out of all the times, that truck's not very big. There's not many places to hide in there, and that was the last delivery. So that truck should have been fucking empty. You should have noticed that there's two kids fucking eating the ding dongs in the back. So many weird moments like that. <laughs> I mean, when they're at the like bus stop or whatever, and he's like, "How far can twenty seven bucks get me?" And the guy's like, "Nowhere." <laughs> and it's like, so this dude is like totally fine with these children that are trying to travel across country. Okay, yeah, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna make reference to that too. Like you know, kids hitchhiking, like. Adults having no problem just picking them up, taking them, or you know, yeah. the 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 trucker the trucker's friends with the trucker's code, the fucking hillbilly rednecks, fucking beating up kids for twenty dollars. Yeah, there's that funny scene where he sees them like the rearview min- window that they're like f- like they're like um folding through a bunch of like singles, and it's like yeah. it looks mm-hmm. like yeah, like at like twenty some dollars. He's like, oh my god, I can't. They're rented. <laughs> Granted, because of inflation in 1989, twenty seven dollars was pro- approximately forty thousand dollars. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, just, and they were yeah, they were yeah, farmer like, rednecks, farm so for me to, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They could buy toilet paper for that. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. What is everyone's like favorite line? I think my favorite line of dialogue is when the hired dude, you know, he pops the the tires, 
and the dad goes after him and the dude's like I don't appreciate this. You got no class. No class at all. <laughs> I love that too. Let me just interject briefly to say that those bits were among my favorite in the movie. How like every time they saw one another, they were just <laughs> compelled to destroy each other's cars. And it starts, yeah. it starts off with just like, right, like pop the tires. He smashes like his, his um, lights and then like one of his mirrors. But then eventually Bo Bridges just like smashes into his yeah. car with a truck. And just then just the a other guy, it. yeah. Yeah, the other guy like backs into him, destroys the entire backside of his car, and is like, ha ha ha, you idiot. <laughs> I'm driving away. That was so that was so good. I I wish there had been like in the deleted scenes, I hope there's like eight more sequences of that of that happening. There's not, but oh, I, 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 think, disappointment. I think but, my but, um, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say real quick. My oh, go ahead. You first. You first. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. You first. I was gonna say Putnam's such a great villain, like because he's so ineffectual and like pathetic, and like no one takes him seriously. Like even that kid that he threatens, the kid's like playing pinball, <laughs> and he's like he like lifts up the pinball machine. He's like, I wouldn't what tell you if I knew, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but he says something to the kid like, "Hey, squirt!" Like, listen here or something, and he like barely lifts it off the ground. And the kid's like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, no one takes him seriously. I don't think we're supposed to take him seriously, but he's, I hate him so much. He's such like, a smarmy little creep. Like, he's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's the, like, the fact that he doesn't get like arrested until the end of the movie for like attacking children is shocking to me. I, Cause I, I have, yeah. grabbing well, them. Yeah. Like, so like uh, when they're in the casino and he like runs up to the kid, like, one, the security guard has no problem with this dude running in there and just grabbing this kid like through the legs, like picking him up. Security doesn't doesn't do anything until you know uh, Haley runs in and says he touched my breast, and then the security's like, "Oh, That's- oh, that there's a guy going on. Oh, there's something going on. I better I better interject now that I've been <laughs> called out." That's my favorite line. That's, to go back to what you were asking, Tab, that's my favorite line. I love that part when she's like, <laughs> "The scream, ah, he touched my breast." <laughs> that's 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 probably my second favorite line. Uh, my first favorite line is the tour guide yelling at everybody, oh "Sit God. down and have fun, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Please, just have fun." <laughs> it's such a throwaway scene, but it's such a great line. But he sells it. There's characters Uh in this that really sell it. So one of them is the guy who's checking the the players in um, at Video Armageddon. (laughs) And it's it's played by, uh, oh God, let me find his name. Yeah, who is that guy? Um, You know him from probably from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Lee Ehrenberg. He played uh, one of the two slapstick pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean oh, movies. Yeah. He was in almost all of them. I'm trying to think of his name in that movie. He's I wrote the, it down like, somewhere. Hello Puppet guy. Yeah, right? yep. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who he, he doesn't have the missing eye. It's his his the other yeah, guy. But he's like bald eye. and Yeah. Um and 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 he that's him and he's like it's such a small role, but like they walk up and he's like, well, Jim, it would. And he like, really he puts all this energy into just like he's, three or four he, lines. Yeah. He sells it. Like he's an actual person, like trying to hype him up yeah. and like, yeah, you know, like get, get, in there, move, get in there. Move, You're going to do move, this. Move. You're going to win. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, in that same vein, that guy who plays the announcer is bananas. Like, oh yeah. my god, it's a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, when he grabs her pigtails, Jimmy oh, Woods, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy like, Woods, and that—that that is what it, it points out. Like part of the problem with how problematic some of this is is like it shows like 
we're okay with talking about young girls that way and being like the gorgeous Mora or Moira or whatever. Playing with was. her pigtails. Beautiful. Yeah, but they're not he's not like the super hot Lucas, whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Like um so that was a little that was a little weird. And at one point he's like, Come up here, my little munchkin. Oh, right. like, that was so weird, like playing the playing the fucking wicked witch like character. Like, yeah. Why are you even doing that? Like but you're right, you were saying oh, that was what? another one of my favorite lines is the gimme, 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 Jimmy Jim Woods. Woods. And so <laughs> if you hear it, you've probably heard us saying that, Paul, like playing for back for blood, because we just say it out of nowhere. Like if we're going to say gimme something, we'll be like, gimme, 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 <laughs> Jimmy Woods. I love that. Jimmy Woods. Well, that, Jimmy Woods. That moment is so great, too, because he's like, rather than just like waiting, I'm just going to keep announcing him over and over again yeah. until he comes out. It was so funny. <laughs> He also had that tie that he he takes off at one point. Yeah, that weird like like three D printed looking tie that's just like weird straight. <laughs> what was that tie? Yeah, like also, the tie of the future, circa nineteen eighty nine. Also, Biddy <laughs> Armageddon is a terrible fucking name for a competition. Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> that is the fucking worst. It was um, probably based on the the. There, were, there was a real competition. I should have looked this up, but like Nintendo held a real... They call them like, the Grand Championships. championships. Yeah, they yeah. call them Grand Championships, not Video Armageddon. They didn't, they, didn't talk, they didn't talk about it's but a goddamn... it's god more deal. dramatic that way. Yeah. We are jumping to the end a lot, but like the crowd too. Are we, are we buying that that crowd was a crowd of gamers? No. Because it didn't... It looked like the popular kids from school. There's like a lot of blonde girls that are like tanned and stuff. Um, it is it is california that's it true. is california <laughs> what i will say though is that i'm glad that this was a bit before we see the hardcore stereotyping of gamers right. mm-hmm. yeah and it was a little more inclusive in that there were like not only like girls in the audience but girls competing yeah yeah and that the hardcore you know gamers are the assholes like lucas mm-hmm. so like they're the they're the the villain yeah. in the scenario i just wish more moira was not such a dweeb like they like they could they did her dirty like the the two you know i mean granted jimmy is meant to be a little bit dysfunctional but um he's not like a bad looking kid and like lucas of course is supposed to look cool and be popular right. he's the i wish moira would have been movie. The what? He's the, the Gary, Gary Oak. Oak of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my 90 games. <laughs> yeah, well, I have 97 of them. His little smirk when he says that, and then later when he like grabs, um, I keep wanting to say Jenny because that's the actress's name. Uh, Haley. Um, Haley. Haley, yes, thank you. He grabs Haley and he's like, hey, I'm going to the championship too. And he does that little smirk. I'm like, oh, it's so. It's perfect casting. It is, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. I want to punch him and. and um, I want to punch him with his power glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I feel like that's probably the popular, famous line from the movie. The, if, if you ask most people what their favorite line is, it's a great line. It's just, you know. My other, like, line in delivery that I loved was when. Um, Putnam was like sneering at Corey and he's like, I hate you. And then he runs off to get Jimmy. 
Yeah. It's such a childish thing to say. Well, also too, like, exactly, so that's yeah. that's the point when he's talking with the like uh, the, the waitress with the uh, like trying to find. I'm trying to find my kid. Like, oh, your other son's over here, and he's like verbally accosting this child, <laughs> and she's like, oh, your other son's in the arcade. Like, well, wait, you didn't just see this guy like grab this kid by the scruff of the shirt and just be like threaten right. him. Like, I also loved after he gets beaten up and he's outside of the 7-Eleven he's drinking that slushy and he takes a little bit on his napkin and puts it on his black eye <laughs> yeah he was outside of the 7-Eleven with his slushy yeah. you know, the <laughs> Pepsi advertisement right, right. Um, one, one of the Putnam lines that stood out to me was uh, I'm looking for some kids to which I made the comment I bet you are <laughs> yeah but you're right. Like he didn't get in trouble the whole thing, and he just keeps going around and like grabbing kids and accosting them. And like no when they were like, when they were looking at the Grand Canyon, and he goes up and like grabs that kid that he thought yeah. was Jimmy, and it's just like his brother's just like, "What do you do?" And no, no one around, no parents around Fucking to be like, "Stranger uh, danger, yeah. hello." <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, are we buying that like a, a seven and nine year old or however they were just standing there admiring this the view? <laughs> no, <laughs> they would be like overturning no. a garbage can or something, and they're like they're like climbing the down. Majesty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would have been grabbing them to like protect them. Like, they, oh. they they were blind, and their parents just told them to stand there for a couple minutes. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, speaking of like this, the way this movie handles um, uh, disabilities yeah. is like mixed. I would say, like on the one hand, I like that the central character has a disability, um, and it's sort of empowering. It allows him to like overcome some things, but like they never name it. Which it's it's probably I, I was reading. It's uh, people have have done like a case study of it to say what it probably would be, and it probably would be autism and or ptsd mm-hmm. um and so like i kind of wish they would have said it because the way that all the characters in the movie all of the characters even the ones we're supposed to like refer to them refer to jimmy especially in the deleted scenes there's some deleted scenes where jenny god damn it Haley and um cory even call him names like yeah uh, basket case um case head uh what are some of the other ones i had some other ones on here um freak like there are all these different names mm-hmm. mutant mutant is one of them not not i don't think one of the good guys quote unquote good guys calls him that but like throughout the movie he's called all of these names and of course we could walk away from it saying but the ultimate point is that you know they're all wrong and they were wrong about him but i it was kind of inelegant yeah. in how they yeah cuz the way that. that they're framing it is like oh he is to use their words, this freak, but look what he can do. Isn't right. this yeah. awesome? And it'll get us money and fame and uh, it feels icky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe I'm more attuned to this because my partner works in disability studies, but um, mm. yeah, he 100% falls into that trope of like the, the super crip, which is like a disabled mm. character. Right. Like think of like Dustin Hoffman, like Rain Man. Yeah, I was going like, to say Rain Man, yeah. Possesses like yeah. a special talent that, that suddenly mm-hmm. like sort of compensates for the fact that they're disabled or like gives them a certain degree of like value within like the the story or whatever or you know um 
the other way that trip can kind of work too is like that that figure becomes inspirational like it's, it's why like when you see like inspiration porn documentaries about like oh a man with one arm climbed mount everest look at that he overcame his disability and you know able-bodied people so you should be inspired and, and work harder in your life or whatever or in this case like Look at how his winning the tournament brings like the family back together and then they go to California and everyone's there. Um, or like even court. And I know we're supposed to like, um, well, maybe, I don't know. The movie doesn't pick this up again, but like Corey's scheme, which is to show that his brother isn't disabled enough to be institutionalized by having him win that competition, right. which is like, yeah, like an incredibly ableist <laughs> sort of. Mm -hmm. so like that that part of it was the one thing like everything else i'm on board for even when it's kind of hokey or whatever but that yeah that was a little a little icky we can't dance around it because that's a major part of the plot right right it's kind of unavoidable yeah and and the, the unfortunate thing is that jimmy doesn't have a lot of agency i think that's part of the problem is like he is such a passive character because again part of the whole point of it is to say that his brother Corey is wrong. Like it's he, his whole approach of like, oh well, we'll show them. Like he he has value because he can like play video games. Um, at one point, someone even says, I think it's Haley. Um, oh God, where is it? She says, "Do you think they'd put him in a home after he won this?" Right. And my note to myself was, "LOL, probs," because like <laughs> you know, it's not you know. It's it's tro- it's troubling that that's how they view it, but ultimately the point is again that like that's you know he's not he doesn't need to be quote unquote fixed, but again we don't get that from Jimmy. Jimmy's silent the entire time. Like he doesn't have any agency until nearly the very end, and even then it's all passively. It's it's spoken through other characters. So I feel like they had an opportunity to have this really interesting character. But speaking of Dustin Hoffman, I read that he was meant to have autism. But the producers didn't want to state it because they didn't want comparisons to Dustin Hoffman in mm. Rain Man. Um, even though yeah. it's pretty, you know, visible. pretty obvious. Well, but yeah. I was gonna say, even still, like um, that that whole idea that he's like the moral center at the end of the the movie, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone goes into the dinosaur and discovers his trauma, and then they grow closer together as a family. That's Tiny Tim, you know. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it's yeah, it's a very it's it, 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 it's it, it's a bothersome trope and yeah for that reason as especially as you say like like tiny tim he's such a passive character and like how many for being one of the main characters how many lines does he have in the the movie you know right and like when yeah. he finally speaks it's meant to be sort of like a, a a sort of sublime moment where people are like oh oh my gosh you know yeah that that it's just a bummer because again yeah. i think so much of this movie is really fun but they cut out a lot he had more lines like not long lines but he responded to Corey more in the deleted scenes um and to other characters as well like sparky i think at one point he says something to um but there's also a part in the deleted scenes where so at the end of video game armageddon he wins and we see everyone cheering for him including putnam putnam's like i know that kid it's like yeah fucking tried to (laughs) kill him but like (laughs) everyone's cheering and like yay and that's supposed to be the moment like you said that everyone is like yay jimmy like oh we're all on board but actually in the deleted scenes the mom gets really angry and she like grabs him from them like he comes out into the crowd and they're all like yay we're so proud of you and she grabs him and scolds him and she's like 
you know, no, like you're acting like this fixes anything and you're just making him out to be a freak or something like that. I didn't write the line down. Um, but now that we're talking about that, I'm almost like, was the mom supposed to be aware? (laughs) Like you guys are just like, this is kind of fucked up. Like you're, you're exploiting him and celebrating it. I don't know. I can see why they would cut that out of the movie because that would totally like ruin it in the last like five minutes of it. Yeah, we're supposed like to be how, cheering like yeah, and then like oh, and how, man. how would you how do how do you resolve that at the yeah. end like yeah? Well, I think it's supposed to be resolved with then they go into the dino- the dinosaur like Paul said and ah uh, he was just sad. Which by the way, by the way, no one gave a fucking thought to the fact that his twin sister died, <laughs> and that might be causing him trauma. At some point, they like right? open his lunch and they're oh it's his twin oh that's oh, why he's yeah. sad. What? Why? How did we not know this as the like? Why is but, this supposed to be a surprise? Like the 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 women in the movie are not super well developed or not very present. Yeah, the mom overall. Not very, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of like sexism for sure, and um, even the way like this is very subtle. But when um, Putnam goes up to like the waitress and he's like have you seen these kids he doesn't even make eye contact with her like he just shoves the picture in her face and immediately looks outside which of course serves to uh advance the sort of um conflict between him and the dad right because the dad's out there and then he goes out and he pops the tires Mm -hmm. uh but he does that throughout the movie like women are just kind of there in the background well, I think for him, everyone is like he's he calls her toots because I wrote that down. It was like one of the first he lines. He called someone like, sweetheart too, or sweetie or something. Yeah, and then he calls yeah. the old man pops. He's like, "Hey, pops!" Like, yeah. I think we're supposed to get that he. The only person I remember him being somewhat respectful to is one of the waitresses at the end in the casino. I think he says "miss" or "ma'am" or something like okay. that. But, but there's that line that Corey says, which is, "It's not sexist; it's romantic." Oh. Yeah, far. <laughs> which, which. To give to give Haley credit, she was the one that was like that's sexist. So it's like, oh great, mm-hmm. I liked I liked Haley's character a lot. Um, especially like the older I got, like when I was a kid, I was like, okay, yeah, she's cool. But like the more like the older I got, I'm like, I, I like her as a character. But like in that moment, what would have been more powerful is for her to not then. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll kiss you then. Yeah, like, I'll what? show you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gay. Like, it's it, it's kind of cute. She's so excited, and her she does a little foot thing and everything, and it's it's yeah. kind of cu- a cute moment. But like, I was but also it does totally yeah, ruin that whole thing. Been, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he because the he the way he gets her by doing that gets her to do that is by saying, because uh, she's like, I wouldn't kiss a girl, uh, kiss a boy, and he's like, a girl then. <laughs> it's yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, oh, you must prove. be a lesbian. Uh, yeah, I have stupid. to prove that I wouldn't be a lesbian. Yeah, Ugh. so it's like. You know, and I can't blame the character for it. it's the writers, but right. um, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I do like like Haley had some some great lines. Um, what's that? Go ahead. Also, I'm not a fan of of making children kiss. Yeah, it's fucking there was, weird. There was a lot of yeah. They do it at the very end too. Um, they're in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and they're like being all giggly and stuff. And then Haley kisses both of them on the cheek, and then they kiss her on the cheek. Yeah, it's very it's like why did you and you have to throw that in there? Um, also, th- there was also, you, I was going to say like during that point, like no one has any point like transporting someone else's kid across state lines without anybody knowing <laughs> like, and I love how they're in the, the backseat of a pickup, which is super dangerous, but they're sitting in like an old, like a truck seat. 
And they have their seatbelts on just to be safe. Just, be just safe. to be safe. Just to be in safe. case they got into an accident. <laughs> going going down time. the desert highway. <laughs> and I'm imagining that's the discussion they had was like, hey, we can't have these kids just sitting. We got to have them buckled up, right? Because it's seatbelt safety, right? So it's, the, it's, it's we'll coming up them. on the 90s. We need to make sure we're yeah. buckling these kids up. After they're gambling and right. swindling people, and oh, speaking of gambling and swindling, swindling people, uh, how much money do you think they spent on the Nintendo helpline? By the way, <laughs> oh my God, that guy, that poor counselor. So that was one of the things. So we talked, we joked brief, briefly about the product placement. Um, I looked up the Wikipedia because it's something that I had always heard was that this was a literal paid Nintendo commercial. Because people joked about it because it features Nintendo products prominently. Super Mario Bros. 3 is like the showcase game. Super Mario Bros. 3, by the way, was not out in the United States at that point. And most of the previews that they had showed in in video game magazines were just little pictures. So this was a big deal that they got Super Mario Bros. 3 for this, like, exclusive reveal in this movie but then they have the power glove and they have like you said ron the cases like you know when lucas pulls out his thing he's got like the little nintendo case and everything so all this like nintendo product placement but i was like was it really though or was it just like the the filmmakers were like well nintendo's big so that's going to be the central thing but no according to the wikipedia anyways it says in 1989 tom pollock of universal studios approached nintendo america's marketing department about a video game film. Inspired by Nintendo video game competitions, Pollock envisioned a video game version of Tommy for younger audiences. Speaking of like disability representation, mm-hmm. um, Nintendo licensed its products for inclusion in the film. During production, the filmmakers were granted approval for Nintendo from Nintendo regarding the script and portrayal of its games. Super Mario Bros. 3 was one of the products shown in the film and was used in a final scene involving a video game competition. Despite the film touting itself as featuring the first public reveal of the game, it had already been released in Japan during the previous year, with U.S. magazines such as EGM and GamePro having already covered the Japanese version. So it wasn't like for the first time in the world seeing it, but it wasn't out in the U.S. And it definitely, I would say, contributed to the hype of the release of the game. But yeah, so it wasn't necessarily Nintendo paying. In fact, it was almost like these this company was licensing, so Nintendo was paid to uh, show their products. But it it is very much a Nintendo commercial like an extended you know nintendo ad because like to kind of to go off what you were mentioning earlier on um bo bridges and christian slater are portrayed as like adults who at first disregard them oh they're stupid bo bridges said something at one point like you don't got to have a lot of brains to play that game or something like that mm-hmm. and then they do this this editing trick where it looks like christian slater is playing the game as bo bridges goes to sleep and then they cut to morning and we see a sleepy body in the bed, and it's revealed to be Christian Slater because Bo Bridges is now playing. He was addicted, and he was playing. He's he's got he has the stupid line, man. Oh man, I gotta, um, I gotta find the line. It's too good. I just says, I, I love the fact that he was able to get up to the damn level in uh, Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> he got <laughs> he impressive. got through the bombs. Yeah. Yeah. He says, "I don't believe this. I got the scroll weapon, and I almost beat Mega Turtle at the end of level three. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Mega Turtle is a character. No, I, it's not. Granted, I haven't beaten that game. I don't think anyone. Well, has, no one's ever gotten past the damn level because it's impossible. Exactly. So, but he did. Um, Bo Bridges did. Just Bo Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, um, when he's playing in the truck, Bo Bridges is again addicted, and he's like really into it, really focused. Well, no, Christian so Slater, he wasn't at first because Christian Slater was the one who brought it from 
into the junkyard right. and then Bo Bridges took over. Like, yeah. you know, like it, Christian Slater was using it as a pastime and then Bo Bridges was getting like addicted to it. So Yeah, he makes the comment of like, oh, you just plug it into their TV and Christian Slater says something like, ah, it's not like I'm tearing tags off mattresses, which yeah. why was that a thing? <laughs> because it, because why? no, because it is legal to do that. Yeah. If it you, was, if, but now no, it's, it's like, still it still is. You cannot legally tear a, uh, a tag off a mattress if you had not purchased the mattress. But it, but for the the reasons are outdated, is what I'm saying. Well, maybe not because bed bugs bed bugs made a comeback. But like yeah. it used to be because of spreading disease, and then at some point they were like, well, these are like antimicrobial and whatever else. But that, maybe it's now because bed bed bugs are a thing. Yeah, as far as I know, it's still it's still uh, illegal to do that. So I mean, we could look into this. We could do a deep dive on on mattress tags. If Next you want. Yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's go. But Christian Slater, um, Sam is is no no no. Sam's the dad. Nick 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 is the brother. Yeah, Nick is like kind of annoyed at the dad for being into it, even though he introduced it to well, him. He, so like and that. he's doing the mocking thing, like, "Oh, you're playing, you're wasting your life playing yeah. video games, dad." Like. And so he Dick. unplugs the controller from the NES and the system turns off. For well, some I mean, it is a, t- it is a regular NES. So, you know, I wouldn't. You I, could blow, yeah. You could tap it and it would probably. Yeah, you could look at the wrong way and it would turn off. But then so. Sam says in irritation, I'm in the sixth palace of Hyrule. Damn it. I got past the river devil. And then Sam unpl- or Nick unplugs it. And he says, what the hell are you doing? I had the magic key. I got the cross. I was closing in the barbarian. The what? What the fuck game are you playing? I was so impressed at first. I'm in the sixth palace of Hyrule. I was like, oh shit, okay, they know they're, they're, they got it. And then I got past the River Devil, and I'm like, ah, the River Devil. I don't think, was that a thing? Like maybe okay, there are those those um, the Octoroks or whatever there that like pop up out of the water, don't they? Isn't there something? Okay, maybe that's what they're talking about. The fucking barbarian. What? <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's I don't think that's a character in the Zelda. Zelda universe. I don't think so. Either. So they like both hit and miss with their video game references. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised like some of the stuff to, like like if you're already like, you know, trying to like if you're already saying like things that are correct, just keep going with it. Like there's already enough fantastical enough sounding things that sounds made up that is a actual real thing that you could just mm-hmm. go with that. So well, Bridges insisted on improvising yes. facts about the games he was playing. <laughs> if he did that, He's I would like, be okay with that. <laughs> If that's yeah, what you want to do, okay, fine. He kept stumbling over Ganondorf. He's like, Gan- Ganon, Gan- Bar- Ganon? Barbarian. It's a barbarian. It's the same thing. River Devil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to go back to what you were saying, Ron, about the, the counselor, because I, I, I took that opportunity to explore the idea of like this being a commercial. But yeah, there's the game counselors, which were famous at the time. Nintendo hired this whole fleet of people to literally, as they depict in the movie, work in an office building, sit in cubicles, and just have these binders of information for people to call in and be like, I'm stuck on level three of Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, hi! As as the guy says near the end. Um, And and it was weirdly kind of a famous thing of like, I'm a Nintendo game counselor. Well, what, what I thought was weird too, like in the movie is like they did it as like they were actually doing it. They didn't like try to like dress it up and like make it like, yeah. oh, we're surrounded by all these TVs and video games. No, they literally had one TV in front of them with the system and a bunch mm-hmm. of games and then binders and binders and binders. It's not like they were just like super smart people knowing video games. Right. No, they were like just people going through a fucking book and like, uh, looks like this is what you got to do sort of thing. Right. 
which is like you said, like I think they could have been like, well, these are just video game whizzes, video game geniuses. Like they just know everything. But you're right. Like it's just a normal person. Like yeah, I like video games, but I don't. I, don't, I haven't played ninety seven of them like Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was. They had a sweet. Um, but it's very funny when they do that montage because they keep coming back to him and there's like more binders stacked up. And like you said, that was expensive. I think it was like it was like two ninety nine a minute or something like that. Right. It was like five minutes to connect, I think, and then five dollars to connect, and then like two ninety nine a minute or something after that. And back in the eighties, that was two hundred dollars. That was two hundred dollars. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was incredible. Well, so Andrea, um, Andrea made a good point: is that they probably stiffed their hotel bill at the oh, at Reno because yeah. you didn't, you know, most people paid at the end, so they probably just stiffed it. And they probably yeah. just put it all on a tab and then just bounced out of there. Because I mean, they, they just bounced out of there. So, I mean, they—they they, I think they got like four hundred bucks or something when they won you know, when Spanky won the money at the casino. And then poor Spanky, they gave him ten bucks. Um, <laughs> he was happy. He he he, he, he would have yeah. done anything for Haley. And he, in the deleted scenes, that Haley reveals that he like ripped his ripped her dad off or something like that. Like she's he stiffed he stiffed him for something. So maybe it was like revenge or something or payback. But mm. uh, you say tab. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, he, he was just there for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's a dollar 50 per minute for, um, for the, for the Nintendo helpline, which, yeah. So, so $150. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's but, close. Yeah. Um, but no, when I remember when we were, we were alive back in, well, the 1960s ron but like no like we were kids back then in 1989 and I, did you ever call them no i called them once no i never did in like the mid 90s i was just that good of a gamer i never needed it. you were just you didn't need to, you were you were the wizard i was Elite we're here gamer. to reveal that this movie was based on your life it was <laughs> also wasn't is this like a midwestern thing growing up all, almost all my friends wanted to go to California or Florida. And they make a kind of a comment on that. And they're like, everyone wants, like in the very opening shot, like a sheriff picks up Jimmy and the sheriff's like, where are you going, kid? And he's like, California. And the sheriff's like, everyone wants to go. My wife wants to go to California. Well, I mean, like California is like the, you know, like that's the, the, the American dream. Like you're going to go to California and you're going to make it. So that's like mm-hmm. why they want to yeah. go to California. I mean, like for kids that want to go, I could see like, you know, that's where Disney World is. That's where Disneyland is, you know, like all that stuff. So yeah. like what else is there to do in the Midwest? You know that. That's a good point. Yeah. So. Do you guys, Paul, Tab, did you guys want to go to California or Florida? Was that a thing around where you lived? I mean, I definitely heard people say that. I don't know that I was ever like, yeah, let's go to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, much, much the same. Like I wanted to go to Disney World and stuff. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a powerful thing of like, oh, I need to, need to leave. <laughs> I gotta go play a video Armageddon. Yeah, but there's also there, there's a misconception of like, you know, if you live in Wisconsin, your your home is just like a barren cornfield with a small, yeah, you know, um, rusty 
you know, shed nearby that you live in with your family. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it felt like a movie, um, not, not made by, not made with Midwestern voices, but kind of like, yeah. Um, like people like who are like, Oh, I know what these hayseeds would like California, <laughs> the yeah. home of Las Vegas and technology and <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Another product placement, Universal Studios, speaking of like Disneyland and theme parks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, featured very prominently. Um, they show Frankenstein come up to Putnam and Putnam calls him a freak or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the King Kong King Kong ride with like the giant Kong and they show like behind the scenes. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was, yeah. The like skirt underneath. I was like, you don't even give him legs, his dignity. Um, <laughs> but they actually <laughs> seem to like climb through the windows because they the kids like go down and they climb through and there's like stamps on the wall that say like Kong Kong Wall. Kong Wall, like Kong wall 36 yeah. and Kong Wall 37. Yeah, that's that must be the real area like that's i don't know i thought that or was they built cool. a sound stage for a sound stage to simulate yeah. a sound stage <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have access to the sound stage can we build the sound stage on a sound stage to represent the sound stage um, yeah that was a moment though like much like with the hostess truck that was kind of shitty where i was like it's a it's a universal plug and like we're plugging this ride but like everything's going horribly wrong and like the 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 tour guide doing it is like having a terrible time and is like breaking down and like we're getting like okay we want to promote the the ride we're gonna shoot yes you say king kong skirt um and the weird like bar moving him up and down yeah it was like a really interesting showing how the sausage is made and all that stuff and just like oh this isn't really that interesting so now i don't want to go sort of thing you just you just unsold me movie but right. we didn't see Jaws's skirt because there was a Jaws ride too. So we didn't. Maybe Jaws we gotta... didn't. I mean, that's uh-huh. that's for the sequel. Mm-hmm. It's not a skirt. It's a mermaid's tail. Oh. <laughs> um. But we also something we also talked about at some point. We just kept revealing things before we started recording, and we were like, "Let's. Just, we just gotta have to go." But Paul, you pointed out this is the film debut of one Toby Maguire who is just this, he has no lines. He's just one of the goons that suddenly appears around Lucas. Like Lucas has these like regular goons throughout the movie that seem they'd like travel with him to California or something. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, Tobey Maguire, and he does this weird smug like. Yeah, he's got that yeah. dumb fucking shitting grin on his face. Yeah, like, uh, big mullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and what, yeah. Lucas is such an interesting character too, because he's like kind of a jerk in the beginning, right? But then, like, when Bo Bridges and um, Nick see him at the diner, he's like, oh, I know them. They went that way and was, like, really helpful. <laughs> and, like, friendly. Well, he and then... was probably trying to get him so he wouldn't compete. So then oh. oh, man. Well, then yeah. never mind. The, the, yeah, see, no, he's an asshole the starts. entire Yeah, he's an asshole the entire time. That's true. That that was mean. Well, because I remember I'm like, he's just hanging out in this random diner, which I thought was funny anyways, that he was just there by himself. Um, <laughs> and they they stole his magazine. Did you notice that? So yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> they're in there and they like go over and corner that teen teenage kid, which again, like adults, you know, cornering kids. But in that case, I'm like, fuck that kid. He's yeah. an asshole. So like, yeah, fuck him up. But then Lucas saves the kid for some reason. Maybe he recognizes like, ooh, bully versus you know. Bully uh, that's bully. probably one of his. So that's like, probably one of his fucking buddies that he fucking. He's older, yeah. So he whatever. probably wanted to like impress them, yeah. But he's like, 
you know, he's like, oh, they went that way. And he's like, where did they go? And he's like, oh, th-, and he like, shows him the ad in his game magazine that he's reading. And then they literally cut from that to them walking out with the magazine in their hand. <laughs> so I feel like they're like, give me my fucking hack. Give me that magazine. Get out of here. He was probably OK with it, though, because he's like, I have 97 copies. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, one of the, one of the things uh, that I forgot about until I saw this movie was paper maps. Remember paper maps? Also, yeah. how did they know where the fuck they were? How did were? they know? Right. He's, he's been he's asleep like, for how long? He's like, we're going the wrong the way. Exactly. Like, he doesn't You're look at any. South. He doesn't look at any markers or anything. Yeah. There's no signs. Like, you've been going the wrong way. What the? How do you fucking know? You've been asleep for fucking two hours, <laughs> idiot. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I, Maps I also, did not. Um, they didn't, they didn't update automatically. The toast the tow truck. Yeah, they're just like, what? A guy gave me 50 bucks. I he gave me 50 bucks. I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, we're already breaking it down, even though it's. Yeah, by the way, minutes. it's only been gone for 10 minutes and we already got it apart, <laughs> you know, 90%. So sorry. <laughs> There's so many shitty people in this. Like, that guy is shitty. Obviously, Putnam, the people, like, so many people steal money. Every time they get money, which they've swindled, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not giving, giving the kids a pass, but. They swindle, which some sometimes it's fair. I mean, sometimes it's you know it doesn't matter. They swindle their money, and then adults they steal swindle it the, the honest way by they duping it people. <laughs> they didn't yeah. just use their brute strength. Well, some of it they don't like. They don't lie. They're they're not like oh we didn't ever play video games before. You know what I mean? It's just like I bet my little brother can beat you. And people are arrogant enough to be like Psst. like the the salesman, which I thought. <laughs> Those salesmen were right out of 1947 or something like, oh, go on. <laughs> um, but they, they feel so like, oh, there's no way a kid can like beat me. So it's like it's somewhat swindling, but it's not necessarily like they're not sharking it. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like lying. Like, yeah. Oh, I've never, never played this before. Right. Oh. Beginner's Gaten? luck. What is that? Yeah. Double Dragon. Um, <laughs> but. A lot of the games, speaking of, uh, oh, wait, let me finish about talking about shitty adults. And then, like, even the, because, tr- like, at first, you know, <laughs> um, Haley says something like, oh, I know truckers. And then the truckers are the one that steal the money. They do help her out later. But I feel like there's just so many examples of just terrible adults and teenagers. At every turn, someone's being, someone's being shitty. Everyone's being terrible. Yeah, the, the wizard the wizard never mind um (laughs) the games that they they showcase in here so obviously we we mentioned super mario brothers 2 and 3 um double dragon uh they show that which came out in that was one of the first games they show um let me find i should have put these in a specific list is that 88 that was a mario brothers 88 um double dragon was 87 seven um, in the US. Red Racer, Red, Red, Red Racer, yeah. Um, which you cannot play with power glove. Which so. you can't play with the power glove, <laughs> and he somehow does because he's what? Lucas. He has so much. You, you pre- yeah, you can't, all that you, demoing, you can't actually the, do that. The, the power glove only works no. on like two games. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't even Nintendo work that did way that a lot. Yeah, they had wow. Rob the Robot that only worked with a few games. They had I had um, a Wave Pad. Which was just like it looked like a laptop, and you open it. Oh, I remember that. It had thing. A, yeah, yeah. I had like a base, and the wall were like these red, like, and there was like these, like this matrix on it, and it looked very like high tech. And you like wave your hands in front of it, and that's how you control the game. It's basically, just terrible. it was just basically proximity terrible. sensors in it. And yeah, 
Yeah, it, did it, not, didn't, it didn't did work. not work very well. Yeah, and they had motion or they had a touch like I don't think it was a Nintendo first party game, but they had a controller with like a touchpad that um, didn't have a, it. Just was like a touchpad for your for your. It, it was just like yeah, it was like um, what do they call it? The membrane circuits. So it was like just yeah. like you know like okay. a buttons on a microwave sort of thing. Like it didn't actually yeah. have pushing things. But, Rad Racer, nineteen eighty seven, developed and published by Square. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the Square logo on there. Uh, they had a Play Choice ten cabinet, too. I saw that multiple I, times. Yeah, so I love I love the fact that yeah. like they were playing all these games on on the Play Choice ten, which wasn't that wasn't cartridge based, right? Wasn't cartridge? Maybe it was cartridge based. I don't. I don't recall that one. Play Choice. Maybe it was because they had they had one for the Super Nintendo too. I think it was called the PlayStation 6 or something like that. Hmm. And it also, I think maybe it was cartridge-based and you just play it for a time limit. I can't remember now. I remember the Super Nintendo yep. one had like membrane circuit controllers like that were bolted to the bolted to the cabinet and like yeah, those things suck. Let's see if I can find a picture of one. Bring it up here. Go ahead, Joey. They had um, in the montage where they were calling the, the, the player's hotline or whatever, they show... Uh, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, which they just called Simon's Quest, which again, I think certain things like that showed an awareness of like how gamers talk about games. They're not like Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest or whatever. Um, they showed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again, Mega Man, uh, China Gate, Metroid, Excite Truck, I think. It was like some 3D. Excite Truck? No. Excite Truck, maybe that's the one that came out later for the Wii. Yeah, that there was... was some like, like, a little RC. Oh, that was like a that's like a like one of the RC pro ams or whatever. Okay, I yeah, think I it's, it's in the same style as like a, a rock and roll racing, like that isometric uh, view. Yeah, yeah. They showed Contra multiple times. Mario Brothers two again. Ninja Gaiden. Um, yeah. Rad Racer again. Um, but yeah, that's they they showed a ton of games, but again, like all very apparently. Nintendo, I th- I always had the impression that Nintendo was like pushing that stuff. Like, here are the the important thing, like the important games. Like, you need to show these. But apparently, it was the studio. So, let's take a look at this link. Yeah, this is the this is the Super Nintendo version of the Play Choice Ten, which was called the Nintendo Super System. How do you uh, play that? You just literally like the controllers are like bolted to the the the, the arcade, and so you just literally stand there with your hands right there. So you can't and pick the controller up. You cannot pick the controller up. It is so you have to bolted. play with your fingertips, like your no. You not, you not you can get, you can get your hands around it. You can hold oh, it like a okay, controller, okay. but gotcha. you can't like pull it away or anything. You can't you know bow bridges it up and play video <laughs> games. Um, but he was really, he was really he was doing that that thing that people do like when you like play a racing game. You turn you with like, it. Yeah. I mean, Christian Slater was doing that. I mean, actually, there there were a lot of people that were doing that, even people who probably had played video games before. There was that one kid um, when they're showing like one of the the qualifying events with Jimmy, like there's this one kid who was like standing next to him. Like they show everybody that like, like so nervous and like shaking and like all that. And they show Jimmy just like, and then there was the kid next to him just looking like, (laughs) <laughs> which like by the way out. like at video at video armageddon was so extra in like every way like kids were just cheering all the time like people weren't even playing people were waving banners 
and they had all this very 90s like like 1989 1990s like gear on um their shirts were like it's one of those movies that's so of its time that you can watch it and be like ah that's what 1989 was like it was real (laughs) real authentic hairstyles and everything but all the workers were in jumpsuits like the orange jumpsuits like they put so much money into that thing well, and the the host the entire time they're just like playing. He's like sprinting back and forth around the stage. He was yeah. just <laughs> all the energy. And, uh, that's Mr. Caffeine right there. <laughs> just that E three bit right there personified in movie yeah. form. Well, I was gonna say too. The the funny thing about the controller thing though is like I feel like that um, that sort of acting approach to like doing something that isn't very cinematic looking is still so popular but it reminded me of i don't know if you guys have ever seen swordfish that like heist movie with john travolta and hugh jackman but it's all about hacking and like watch hugh jackman type anything on a keyboard in that movie it's like oh (laughs) i've seen hackers i know some oh yeah right (laughs) tab you still haven't seen that right you haven't seen hackers you gotta watch it yeah you would love it we're doing we're doing a play date with this movie yeah, you were you were looking for like '90s movies at one point, and I was yeah. like, "Oh well, ha- you've probably that is, seen Hackers." That is a '90s like, no, ass like, '90s movie. Gotta see Hackers. Yeah. Hackers right. uh, um, speaking of '90s ass '90s movie, let's talk about the soundtrack of uh, the Wizard. Uh, there was the, kind of slap. I know. I literally, <laughs> send have, me an angel. I had that on. line in here. I had that line in here. I wrote in my notes. Um, oh shit, where did it? Where, see, I don't have these organized, but I literally wrote like, "Send me an angel." I think I said slap. Yeah. Oh, no, I said, send me an angel is a bop. Montage of the various groups traveling, time passing, getting closer to California. Yeah, I, I thought that was. And then, was and then two uh, new kid songs, fucking right stuff and hanging tough. Like I didn't even, I didn't even hear it. I must have blacked out. Oh, geez. Such bad memories. from. I just, I just totally did the, it's the right stuff. Move when it came on. Yeah, I did the, I did the motion for those listening at home um <laughs> the motion as if the motion you know, know if you if you know if you exactly. know that video yeah. you know exactly what i'm talking about the right stuff that's true yeah um so i'm, I'm assuming we're coming near the end of this right yeah i think okay. so i mean i'm, so I'm the, just going the, through there's, the, there's one more thing i want to talk about before definitely before we close it up okay so this is the first time that mario brothers 3 has been shown to the american public right I think so, I'll, like shown as like a video, like real footage. How do they know everything about that game? How do they know about the warp? How do they know Everyone. about getting the star? Like, yeah, well, no, right. one, no one's seen this game in North America aside from people who have these <laughs> magazines. How do they know? Right, yeah. Haley's he, definitely seen it because she's like, get the star, get the right. star. Right, <laughs> and Corey is the one's like, he's got to get the warp. If he doesn't get the warp, he's not going to, which he doesn't get the warp, by the way. He never no. gets the warp. He gets the, no, he gets, he gets the whistle. He he grabbed the whistle. I mean, I guess he but used he it because use it, he, I don't think does he. Well, no, because he was in he was in level four, which is the the giant world, which I think is oh. farther than everybody else. Um, I must have been making making a note or something. But I see that. well, I mean, they don't actually show him using it though. They just okay. show they he's got he's got the he's got to use the warp. Uh, also, what does getting the star do? Like it gives him like three thousand points, and I'm like, why? No, I don't it, gave, know that... it gave him like ten thousand points at the end there. What, that's what yeah. I had. <laughs> for some yeah, reason, getting was... the star that time was worth ten thousand points versus you know all the other times. Also, why? Okay, so this company, whoever is paying for Video Armageddon, spends all this money. All these people running around in orange jumpsuits, 
obviously they're paid all this this whole stage that they built they're paying nintendo to get this game early and the whole event is you play ninja gaiden once and then you, you're in the finals like the top <laughs> players this thing must have been like four hours long like what the fuck <laughs> this should have been like a multi-day tournament i don't yeah I they, they probably had like 500 kids come in it's like we're gonna pick the top three of you yeah you came from across the country and you're like, eh, you had a kind of a bad day. Here you go. And play for sorry. 10 minutes. Good luck. Better but it luck did next feel, year. At the time, it felt so silly because like video game tournaments were not like that. They weren't these big, spectacular, extravagant events that like companies would spend all this money on. But then I look at esports now and I'm like, oh, my God. They knew. You son of a bitch. You knew. Like, Because uh-huh. esports <laughs> events are like that now. They're yeah. so energetic and, and announcers. Multi-million and dollar events. Yeah. I will say I don't think the cocaine budget for a modern video game tournament was quite as high as it was for Video Armageddon. You'd be surprised. Uh, That just based on the staff, I don't know. Yeah, the announcer definitely sweating so much, but but he was bringing the energy. Like you need that. You know that's why those kids. They didn't know why they were excited. They weren't on cocaine, but I mean maybe not as much because he was snorting it all. They were on Pepsi. Bing. Um, oh, right. Also, Pepsi. in a um, a deleted scene, uh, does it, has anyone seen Hook? Yeah. Yeah. Steven Spielberg movie. No Rufio. Yeah. Yeah. He was a prominent character. He was one of um, Nick's friends, and he had multiple lines. He was in multiple scenes. Oh shit! In deleted like scenes. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of his first movie uh, movie appearances. So. We had Rufio, we had Spider-Man, we had one of the <laughs> pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean. The announcer from, this is, a, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but the announcer, the crazy guy on cocaine, was a doctor in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So, Oh, wow. oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Which I also think he's Australian or something, because I, I felt he's, like his accent has, slipped yeah, a couple he, times. Yeah, he has that, like, he had some sort of, like, European-esque accent to him. Yeah, it's, like, mostly American, and then he'd be like, where is the crocky? Where's the kid? No, he was looking at that. <laughs> it felt like it though. It was pretty close. Um, I just posted a picture of the nineteen nineties World Champ- Nintendo World Championship, so you can get an idea of oh, what God. it actually looked wow, like. Wow, that is. Hold on, let me look. <laughs> that is something. Oh, you could, wow. you could scroll through some of these images here and see some of the other. Yeah, this is um. Something. Oh, okay. So I see, see one here. here. There is oh, Mario. One of the oh Mario. There's <laughs> another one I've scrolled to. It's a image of a Super Mario Brothers tournament hosted by Hyundai in Seoul in 1990. And there's a crowd of people there. Like I will share this tweet with you guys so you can see. In um, this picture though that you sent, um, which is from NintendoLife.com. So if you do a Google search for NintendoLife.com. Um, 1990 Nintendo World Championships. You probably find it. It shows Mario or someone dressed as Mario. Obviously, it's not the real Mario, 
We know that. Um, it but, almost if you take a quick glance, if you, if you take a quick glance at the Mario, it looks like he's totally just giving the finger for a brief second there. Yeah, if you glance does, at yeah. it just right. Look at that. But like I don't, I don't know if it's because it's an old picture, but man, it looks creepy. That guy in the white shirt back there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god. As he like he's he's like scouting. He's like I'm gonna. And that little kid in the blue shirt playing to the right kind of looks like me. I feel with like the car- with the cargo of, pants there. Yeah. And yep. there's the, the bearded guy, the uh, the stubbled guy next to him with the wallet chain mm-hmm. <laughs> and the leather jacket, or is it a members only jacket? Either way, um, all those high tops, all those high tops, all those white sneakers. <laughs> and this one could have been called Video Arm again. Look at that caution tape around the. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Careful. Lot, there's <laughs> totally some exposed, ex- exposed uh, rafters there and stuff. Oh, um. Man. But the the very end after so they leave the video arm again and they go into the dinosaur where they have their big emotional ending. Did anyone else get a little teary eyed when Bo Bridges lip quivered? Because like I got a little bit when he was like talking like about I don't even remember what the fuck they showed, but just seeing Bo Bridges and his like lip quivered and his eyes were I got I got a little emotional. <laughs> Sounds like I'm the only one. That's fine. A- That's Andrea fine. Andrea almost cried. She was very oh, close. Oh, see, almost cried. So. Thank you. I like That's... I like Bo Bridges. <laughs> I, I don't want to see him upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's sad. He's just trying to do right. Yeah, he's, he's... a hardworking dad. Yeah, he... there was that whole single dad trope. Yeah, uh, he was so making burnt casserole. And... I couldn't <laughs> help but like look at him though, and just think that he looked exactly like Bill Hicks looked the entire <laughs> time. The comedian oh. Bill Hicks. He looks exactly like him in this movie, especially when he's wearing that hat. Um. So yeah. And he played a hick. He did. He did play. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, So the scene in the dinosaur, uh, when he runs up there, they're like, where did he go? And there's literally only like one place that he could go. And they were like surprised that he was behind that curtain. Like, yeah. Which, what was that curtain? Like, like a little theater it, it looked. Must have it, been it looked like they had, did like, sh- yeah, like some sort of puppet shows or something huh. like that. I guess I don't know, but yeah, yeah, very weird. Um, Will Bridges. Uh, no, the the scene with Will Bridges. <laughs> you mentioned him being like having the casserole when he eats it, and that look of disgust is real. I read in the IMDb trivia, or was it on the in the? I don't remember. I read it somewhere. Um, to get it to get it to look like it was hot and steaming, they use a technique where they mix these two chemicals together to make like a harmless kind of smoke, mm-hmm. and so that's what they did. But when you mix those chemicals together, they taste terrible. <laughs> this man, this dedicated actor, <laughs> put that shit in his mouth, and so he was literally like, "Oh, fucking!" Gross. <laughs> <laughs> gross. <God. laughs> well, what um, was this? What was this rated, by the way? PG. 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 Okay. NC yeah. Seventeen. Um, I swear a lot in it. I was yeah, I was gonna say that decent amount of dammits and stuff and then like calling him a chicken shit when they yeah. putting them rolled there's away blood there was blood when there was blood where he got punched in the oh, yeah yeah there's violence um, yeah violence yeah sexual oh, i heard when they aired it on nickelodeon they had to completely get rid of the he touched my breast what line yeah they completely get rid of that and the, oh, the later God. scene where spanky is like you touched her breast yeah. <laughs> 
They couldn't even change it to something cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he stole my quarter. <laughs> ah, so you stole her quarter. <laughs> he stole her Pulp quarter. Fiction on TV. <laughs> well, they, they tried to do that, but it didn't work because they're like, oh, we would have to go beat up like all those other people who stole hundreds of dollars. Yeah, from them. Like, that's what the extra 40 minutes of footage is. <laughs> Spanky going around like so you stole her quarter. <laughs> Spanky walking away from like a barn burning to the ground. <laughs> and just screams of agony. You should have thought of that. The other truck driver that was standing next to Spanky uh looked like the old man from uh Clockwork Orange as well. The, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Which made it a little more creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we are coming to the end. I just want to share Jenny Lewis, the actress who played um, Haley. Haley. I keep forgetting her name. Haley uh, is actually went on to have a successful music career. So mm-hmm. in 1998, she semi-retired from acting to form an indie rock band called Rilo Kylie mm-hmm. with fellow child star Blake Sennett from Ron will know this. Salute your shorts and Boy Meets Worlds. Yeah. Um, she was also in the Postal Service, Jenny and Johnny, and Nice as Fuck. Uh, the Silver, it sounds like this is an ad, um, but for Rilo Kylie, their their song Silver Lining has 3.6 million views on YouTube, so she was pretty successful. She, after, she's still a successful musician. So yeah. That's what she's known for. Like, yeah, like you mm-hmm. bring up her name, people aren't like, The Wizard. It's like, oh. Well, were, well that and True Beverly Hills. Like that was oh yeah that's true that was yeah. that'd be the like the one that a lot of people would probably know her that's what the one Andrea like recognized her from movie one note that I I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about how they were sort of sexualizing her was the part where she's like talking about her mom she's like my mom which the way that she said what did she say like my mom did it in or something the way that she said like she died or something and then she said she was a showgirl great legs oh, yeah. I got her legs don't you think or something like that and like fred savage's character is just like i don't know what the fuck there's a cow next to me i don't know <laughs> but like that was weird too like it sounded yeah. like a repeated line like she learned it from somewhere but it stood it's, out as a little, it sounded like a lot of like creepy. her like she was like trying to act older than she was like so it sounded like yeah. a lot of her lines where she was saying like were like stuff that she had picked up she didn't quite know what it was sort of thing but like you know the trucker's code and all that stuff even though those weren't truckers they were just hillbillies yeah so she um, does get the prize for coolest sunglasses in the movie, though. She yeah. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of winners. Yeah. Yeah, she was stylish to an extent, except she just couldn't get rid of those those overalls. Like, she just, <laughs> everything, she was just like, oh, this looks nice, and some overalls. Like, oh, come on, man. Andrea um, couldn't get over the uh, the floral dress with the mock turtleneck, and, like, how that was, yeah. like, so, yeah. like, late 80s, early 90s, and that is now the style again, too. I was going to say, so. I could see that, yeah, that's, I can see that being stylish today. Um, so she was, she was, she has a line. She has the line. He's a wizard. She says the thing. That's the name um, of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She said the thing. She also said, why can't he be any old video head? Why can't we, <laughs> instead of gamers, why can't we go by vi- gamers has become sort of a toxic, video like head. you have to be careful. What, like who you we're, say, we're take, we're taking it back. Video head. Yep. Video head. <laughs> Welcome to the pretty video head. <laughs> podcast no that's not no, okay that doesn't work so any any last notes anything anyone wants to throw in there in the end about um, the wizard i think i've pretty much covered everything in mine oh except I would for love, oh, oh go ahead no you you first 
I was going to say, I want a Cobra Kai spinoff show now about Lucas all these years later. (laughs) (laughs) He was really the good guy. He was trying to share his wisdom. He's like, I have 97 games. I don't know if you guys guys want to... Plan? Like, no, because he would just be like a conservative, like talking head on like Fox oh News God. or something like that. Now, so I don't know if I want no, to. No, he's got like a conservative <laughs> podcast on Twitch. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, okay, even better. I'm just imagining uh, like a, a God of War moment where he like finds that little like drug dealer steel briefcase that he keeps his power glove in, like deep in his basement. He like opens it up and like <laughs> tries to squeeze his like grown man size. <laughs> it's so tight <laughs> uh, the only other thing i wanted to mention was the um the the the, the home that they were putting jiminy in. jim jiminy jiminy cricket oh, shit. the home, the home that they that put him in at the beginning uh how minimal to no security where he was able to just sneak his brother out there with no problem whatsoever yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have been where, like, he could have been like, I got to act like a kid with a disability. That would have been out of move. But I mean, he literally just, like, waltzed in there and then just, like, literally walked out of there. Like, yeah, but how do you write this? That is, you know, it's lazy writing. I would have done it. I would have been like, I don't fucking want to write a scenario where I have to, he's going to trick the guard. Nah, let's just have him. Yoink. Come on, let's go. (laughs) I will say, was I the only one super interested in whatever documentary they were all watching? <laughs> I think so because I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's something about like antelope. And I bet you. Wolves, it was, I bet I you. Was it's like, some, oh. I bet you it's a Universal production. I bet you could find it. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hunt it down. Yeah. But that was the the wizard 1989. Thanks for for joining us. Um, we will all four be back next week, I think, to talk about the game awards we're going to go through the nominees we're going to talk about we're going to play a little game i think where we predict we're going to talk about who we want to win and then we're going to talk we're going to predict who we think will win and then once we watch the game awards we'll tally up the points and see who won so when are the game awards december 9th i believe mm-hmm. that sound right yeah um that's why we had to i was like emergency alert let's see if we can all get together because <laughs> we only alert yeah alert. Um, so look for that. Thank you all for joining us. You can find us on social media. Ron's at Big Bad Ron on Twitter, mm-hmm. not Big Bad Ron on Instagram or Handsome Boy Frank for his kitty cat. Tab is on Twitter at Random Mox. I'm on Twitter at Losperman, and you can email us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. So we hope to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, video heads. Bye, video heads. No. Don't touch my breast. It's a natural. <laughs> <laughs>